Warning, this episode of Off Air is heavier in terms of subject matter, and so if you're looking for something a little bit more lighthearted, maybe go check out Styles Over Radio for some of our other great shows. Um, all right, enjoy. You guys ever, like, seen any ghosts? Yeah. Straight uh, up? Yeah. No, I, um... Straight up, no. now tell me. Um, no, so I lived I lived in a house that was like really haunted in Lodi. Mm-hmm. It was built in like 1890. When I did research on it, I found out that there were two separate murders in the house. Oh, um, every Wednesday. And I have pictures. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's like legit shit. Yeah, so yeah. when I started realizing there was like weird shit going on, you know, when you're a kid and like you just grab your mom's phone. Yeah. You just start taking pictures. Yeah. So I- <laughs> no, actually. So. Um, so I took a picture of just like the dog was laying on the ground. Dong. It was like 630 in the morning. And I take a picture and my mom's looking at it and she's like, who's this little girl standing there? No. And yeah. And it's legit. It looks like a little girl staring at the door. Prove it. Yeah, so no, for real. I can show you. I can't show you now because it's not on my phone. Yeah. But so. That's insane. Right. So there was that. And then in that same house every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. be like 7 38 o'clock at night we would see we would hear somebody walk upstairs walk down the steps go so it, i'm trying to explain the layout of the house yeah yeah yeah. so it old time house so it had old like time road it had the weird steps like right in the middle of the living room oh, uh-huh. and then it had the door that it would close right <laughs> yeah so and it was all hardwood floors so you would hear them walk down the steps go around and then into the basement and then you would hear like slight trumpet music for like two or three seconds after that that's super weird and then there was a grandma in that house too that's super i've never had weird i've never had any like i've known people who have like told me like oh yeah i saw a ghost i've never had a real ghost encounter myself and i've always been like I might get spooked. It might scare me for real. I might be like, oh, fuck, I got to leave this premises. You ever play with a Ouija board? I want uh, to. No. So there was one time I did. Y- your mic's off because you were crunching. Mm. Oh, okay. Hey, what? There you go. Who? What's, what's happening now? God damn you. No, I didn't. I, you want to play with the Ouija board? Oh, you, you grabbed the XLR. Now it's out. Am I? Hello. Hello. There, oh, there, there he is. is. Okay, there's, yeah. there's the you, big guy. You want to play with the Ouija board? Yeah. Because I don't believe them. I, I would be scared if like my hand, if I know that my hand didn't move, even if like I trust the people, or if I don't trust the people. That's my big thing. I, I would, don't have a group of friends that I don't trust. At least one of them would fuck with. Me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's fair. Like, I don't. You know. tell me. So oh, four of us grab a Ouija board, and not one of us is gonna move. So it. let me, yeah. let me tell, let me tell you what happened. I'm just not touching it. So I was right. So I was I was just asking like questions. And the only reason I think this is legit is because of how it happened. So was it in the same house? What do you mean? No, no. So same area. Okay. which Lodi in general, because it is very. So it's the oldest settlement in Medina County. It's very haunted. Mm. There's a lot of sketchy shit that went on in Lodi. Ohio in general just seems to be haunted. That's true. That's fair. Which uh, somebody who had a psychic on on today, the Seth Williams show. I saw that. It pretty good. It was a good one. It was good shit. But um, so we were we were on my friend's porch, and maybe six hundred feet away, there's a barn. Okay, mm-hmm. so big ass fucking yard, right? Mm-hmm. 
So long story short, I was talking to this girl. My buddy liked her too. So my buddy took the girl out to the barn and I'm going, I know what they're doing. These fucking assholes. So apparently in this Ouija board, we were talking to Sacagawea. What? Right. So we're asking questions, you know, all this different stuff. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, let's be funny with it. I go, do you like what Matt, my buddy, is doing right now? And it went to no. And then I, I being me, I go, yeah, can you prove it? And it went to yes. It literally talking the way that I am now. Yeah, There's yeah. no fucking way they heard us. Yeah. They come hauling ass out of the fucking barn, out of breath. And they're going, which one of you fuckers did it? And we're like, what are you talking about? Which one of you did it? Shit's not funny. Never told us what happened. What? Oh, Never told us what happened. Spooky, bro. Right. Never fucking that's told us what spooky. happened. Because I would ask him, I'd be like, dude, for real, what happened? Yeah. You know what fuck you you know what the fuck you did. So why why even? So it, it was up? something like Crazy. that yeah. fucked up. That's yeah. scary. And then um after that, the candle that we had on the table blew out. Was well, not windy. Blew out, and then we didn't fuck with it after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it, it's one of those, it, it's the perception of it. If you're open to it, okay. I think it could happen. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I'll say this. like, it, it, Even now, just discussing it, you get that uneasy feeling, right? Definitely. So like, there's people that have just like no fucking, like, no belief in it whatsoever. Like, nah, ghosts aren't real. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's hard for me to believe that those people exist. We're like, I'm not sitting here like looking for fucking ghost adventures. Right. Yeah. But at the same time... Still kind of fucking creepy. There could be something there, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. So the people that are just like, nope, not real. I'm like, how are you not phased? You are a psychopath. It's, it's weird how uh, white people react to ghosts the way that like Native American people act to like the the stuff. Skinwalkers. Yeah, the skinwalkers yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, oh, that shit's real. It's like, what's we're the, very much like what's well, the demon it could that's in the Ouija board? What? Huh? You know how white people always say like, there's that demon in the Ouija board that's like not to be named. You know what I'm talking about? Well, let's not name it. Starts yeah, I don't. The, starts with the Z. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't Zoltar. know. I'm cool not knowing. So Zoltar. The so J that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever whenever we fucked with the Ouija board, we would Zord. always do the dear God bless this board, yeah, let yeah, no yeah. evil through. Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah, you have to say that. And so the weirdest thing, and Jordan, I told you about this. So in 2020, I got furloughed mm -hmm. from uh from iHeart, and. So I went back to school, did all that. Mansfield, Ohio is one of the most uh, 32 oh, most yeah, haunted places. I'm just oh, letting you know. Really? I've yeah. lived in Mansfield. It's, it's so, right down the road. Didn't feel haunted. So I would wake up when I was furloughed. I don't know why. I would wake up and feel like somebody was watching me. Mm -hmm. Like legit feel like like I saw eyes type shit. That's mm. so weird. So I, I, I just I got to the point. I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I don't know if it's because I was going stir crazy. Yeah. Because I was inside. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking 2020 COVID, yeah. all that stupid shit. Right. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm going on a cross country trip. I need to get the fuck out of the state. Like, yeah, yeah. Literally get me out of here. Get me out. Just of here. that like, urge. Like, I got to go. Yeah. Right. Like, literally drop my car off at the garage because I needed some shit done. Mm -hmm. Went and bought suitcases, packed my shit that next morning. I grabbed my car and I just fucking took off. Yeah. So. My first stop, I ended up going all the way up to Montana. My first stop was in Dubuque, Iowa. So I stopped there just at a random fucking Motel 6. Mm -hmm. They'll leave Wait, the lights on for you. Hey, yeah. woke up in the middle of the night because I still felt like somebody was fucking watching me. And I'm going, fuck, dude. To yeah. the point, I like got up out of bed, turned the light on. I was checking the mirror. 
to see like this this is how nuts this shit was driving yeah. me because mm-hmm. i'm like maybe one of the fucking workers were in here maybe something happened and then i'm like no the same shit i'm feeling at home what the fuck is happening so i'm driving 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 i'm on the phone with my cousin in the middle of south dakota and he goes where are you at right now so you know i'm kind of telling him oh you know the sign i just wrote past because he's looking at the map seeing yeah. if there's anything weird he goes what's new underwood what and i'm like what are you talking about he's like there's a town called new underwood off this next exit like 10 miles if you turn left I'm like that's fucking yeah, weird that's crazy. so then he starts looking the shit up the guy that the town was named after looks identical to my dad i remember wow. you showing me that fucking yeah, no, he's identical right identical to yeah. my dad that's turns out crazy. the guy is my great uncle born in west virginia like the rest of us hillbilly down there yeah right took off at like 17 and was like this ain't it yeah. everybody's on drugs everybody's drinking i'm not doing this shit i'm moving to fucking australia i'm gonna be the best water buffalo rancher ever and he ended up being it wow crazy wow so this town is named after him i drive through this town i just stop i'm not really talking to anybody yeah. i'm just kind of looking around because it's small dude yeah. like 700 people they got their own high school yeah like type shit yeah fucking awesome yeah that's since then Whatever was watching me isn't there anymore. You just had had wow. that urge to go there. I, wow. Dude, like, like, what are the fucking chances of yeah. that happening? So, so then I end up going up. So I went did to you like talk to anybody in the town and were, no. were you like, dude, you should have been like, yo, I, I know, did you bro. get a shirt that said New Underwood? At I, I want to. Yeah, I was you looking. Should, you should okay. go back. I think there. I'm I'm I either want to go back there or I want to hit up the high school and just be like, hey, okay. so yeah. I know for a fact, like I'm related to the guy that you're yeah. named after. It'd yeah. be kind of cool to get a shirt. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Something Wait, to they were like, go talk at the. I don't know. But like, I've always like, I've always had weird shit like that to me. That's I've so I crazy. I have two instances that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them I know what the feeling was, and so like I know it wasn't <laughs> anything paranormal. Mm-hmm. The other one I still can't explain, but I have a a, a theory. Mm-hmm. So first, the the only time I've never. I understand the idea of sleep paralysis demons. Yeah, I have yeah. insomnia though. Yeah. So like. I'm very rarely asleep anymore. I, I used to have it when I was in uh when I was in training. Insomnia or sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Yeah. Um, I, I've had it once and it felt I, like the most real. I want to hear yours after this again yeah. too. Because yours is crazy. I had yeah. it for a solid like two, three months. All right, so hang on, hang on, can, rewind. can we explain what that is? Yeah, so I don't know for sure. A sleep paralysis, from what I understand, and you guys have probably mm-hmm. know more than me. A sleep paralysis demon, from what I understand, is like this entity that yeah. you feel that you can't really explain what it is that's over you watching you and almost restraining you you're, and you're asleep, starts to, you're right? asleep oh, and so you're, you're in a dream but you wake up and you see your room around you but you can't move because you're still sleeping okay so and but then you i've see had a, that before. and then you see a figure I, in your room can i tell my story really quick yeah I no go like ahead because yours is gonna be more i I, I had known what sleep paralysis was but like i didn't i couldn't fully like wrap my head around what was happening yeah one night I was asleep and in the room that I was in at that time, I, I was in a bed and the bed was looking into a doorway that was a Jack and Jill bathroom. And I had mm-hmm. the a po- like the door. So the Jack and Jill bathroom had two doors, right? One going from one Adam room, Sandler. one going into another room, like another bedroom. And they're both connected to this bathroom in the middle, right? The further door was closed, but my door was open and... At the further door, there was like a hamper for dirty laundry. Yeah. And I remember I woke up and, or at least I had thought I woke up. I woke up 
and I couldn't move. I couldn't like, I couldn't, you know, get out of bed or anything like that. I couldn't roll over. I couldn't grab my phone. I couldn't, it was so, it was like restraining. And there was a figure coming out of the hamper, like a big, or maybe like the side of the hamper, but it was like ascending up and it was like a skinny figure and it got taller and taller and then it stopped and it was just sitting there and I was screaming. I was calling for the person in the room. I was like, ah, I was screaming and I woke up and I like jerked and I like rolled almost off of my bed because I was like, I just tried to fuck like that was yeah. like I was like that was sleep paralysis. That I was, was like, fighting for my life. Yeah, that damn. was like the real that was the real deal. Sleep paralysis like I got the full experience because like I couldn't move and the only I was yelling, but like I I could feel that. It was like a muted yell or something. Yeah, like that. I have it wasn't the, it wasn't like I used to have the it, exact same thing where you try to scream in the dream, but it that you can't hear you you, you it, phys, like you physically can't. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, that's what it was. It was like I was calling for I remember I was calling and it wasn't coming out, and then I woke up and it was like it was like ah! like I screamed really quick and then mm-hmm. I realized that I was awake and I didn't like I realized what was happening and I stopped screaming right away. You I've, know? I've I've woke up like from a bad dream or like felt myself scream myself awake, but nothing like that. Do you have a story you want to because I have one more that I thought of, but mm-hmm. I feel like yours is going to be um, more of a, a th- real like sleep paralysis situation. Um, I used to all the time when I was in training and this is when I was still in the dorms when I was stationed. It was just in, the government yeah. in Tucson. Um, and for some for, reason, for the for context too, Pidge was in the military. Or is is the military. yeah, he's a vet, baby. I'm not. Thank a vet. you for your service. Oh, well, I, I'm still in. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, well this is, this is a podcast. Yeah. Play play it back in a year. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, exactly. But when I was in training and I was in the dorm station at Davis Monthan, um, there was a time where I was super depressed all the time, and I know that with depression extreme i mean like kind of like random bursts of it that is more probable to actually get like sleep paralysis and stuff like that yeah um but in my dorm the way that it was set up is you walk into the door your bed's right there to the right Mm -hmm. and then you like straight ahead there is a bathroom Mm -hmm. and that was about it um and i just remember i would always keep my lights on Mm-hmm. usually i usually kind of kind of keep like one light on in my room i hate sleeping in pitch black okay so i was keeping the light on in the bathroom and um i was just remember it was for like a solid two months because i was so like was it depressed at the time was it like nightly or was it like this it was, night and then like it was every ni- it was like every other night that's so that crazy. it happened um, that's so crazy yeah, yeah. I, that's insane. i would always face the wall because mm-hmm. I, I fall asleep i sleep on my side and i would always sleep on the wall facing the wall but i remember there was times where i would wake up and i would like turn around and i would look up and i would see it standing right by my my bathroom sink oh my and every time i like i like turn back around yeah. and then i turn back around it was a little bit closer and then wow. every time i would blink it would get closer oh, yeah. and closer until it was i tried to you know the yeah, screaming yeah, thing yeah, i tried yeah. letting people know yeah you tried to you tried to get and, out um, yeah. yeah there was one time where apparently when i was doing it in my sleep is i was banging on the wall that's crazy. for that and then my roommate was like knocking on the door he's like yeah. yo you good yeah that's and i was so like that's terrible. and i was Whoa. sitting there i was like yeah. dude i'm not going to sleep yeah, yeah. that's so, yeah. so insane it's because it's such a real thing like super real it's dude. such a real thing like because that was a, you you brought that up i sleep on my side too i remember i woke up and i was like laying on my back and i felt yeah. very vulnerable i was yeah. like oh fuck yeah. it like i 
I'm in the perfect yeah. spot for this type I of thing. I am restrained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the spot where it's going to happen. And it's going to, because I know that that's the sleep paralysis thing is it moves closer. It's this big ominous figure that yeah. gets close. And, and it's like, it doesn't touch you. It doesn't hurt you, but it, it's, it like, this, it fucks with you. you and know? this figure that I always have kept seeing, I've, the first time I remember seeing this was in a dream when I was like 10 years old. That's crazy. Crazy. And it was in my front yard. You see my front yard, yeah, like yeah, right yeah. by the uh, the the mailboxes. Okay, yeah, right over there. And I just remember walking in my front yard. And it was like late at night. It, that was a dream, and I saw it just standing there. And then it like came up real close to me. It was like looming over me. That's so. And it was crazy. like it kind of it that one kind of kind of looked like the Grim Reaper, but I don't know. I've it's always still associated a, a dark ominous. I've always associated them with demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I always get super religious when it comes to that. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, so, okay. A couple, couple stories mm-hmm. and two of them, I'll let you guys be the judge of if this was sleep paralysis or not, what you think. Mm-hmm. Okay. First story I know is not, but this is the first time that I correlated that kind of a feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was in high school, lived in Valley View and my house was in woods, both sides. Yeah. You guys have both seen it. Yeah. Had woods on both sides of my house. The house is new, built. No one ever lived in it before us. Like, wasn't haunted that I know of anything like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but I remember one night, uh, just turned spring, and the way my bedroom was set up, my bed was right next to a window. So, like, I could open it up. There's the window right there. I can get mm-hmm. onto the roof if I want, right? Mm-hmm. So, it was right there. It was right by my head when I slept. On my side, it was right there. And I remember the one night, just this big thud vibrations throughout the house yeah. and remember like i lay i woke up because of the loud fucking noise like mm-hmm. a bang mm-hmm. louder than a gunshot and mm-hmm. i was laying there and like i couldn't move mm-hmm. and i'm like oh what the fuck was that so like sit there kind of shaking for a minute like the nervous system shakes yeah. you know yeah, yeah. we're yeah. not physically shaking but you're tingly this gets into my next story that i want to tell after the after you yeah um so i'm sitting there i'm like what is this feeling so finally like took a couple breaths got moving wasn't like i was awake wasn't like a dream or anything. I heard the bang. So I'm like, is someone in the house? What is this? What's going on? Mm-hmm. So I grabbed something. On my, I don't know what the fuck it was. I was like 17. I grabbed something in my fucking room and went out into the hallway. Mm-hmm. But I remember I go into the hallway because my, my bedroom's on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So I go into this hallway and it's like the bathroom across from me, a bedroom to my left, a bedroom to my right, and my dad's room and the stairs downstairs. Yeah. So I wake up, I try to, I turn on my light and I go to open the door and I can't, it's stuck shut. Mm. Like I'm fucking yanking yeah. on this door. Like handle yeah. is turned. I'm yanking on it. And I find, I put my foot on the wall and I pull it open. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I'm like, it feels like the house is like sinking in or something at this point. Yeah. I'm like, why can't I open this door? This doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so I remember running outside and my dad ran out the door too. And we we're both just like looking around like what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. It turned out it was a tree that fell okay. on the window. Like in my bed, like crazy. it didn't go through the house, it didn't hurt the house, fucked mm-hmm. up the gutter. Mm-hmm. But, like that could have killed me. That's like it crazy. fell Damn. where my bedroom was. That's insane. And that's like the first time I knew that feeling. Now, yeah. here's where I'll let you guys be the judge of these two. Mm-hmm. This is the first time you ever have like sleep deja vu where you see something in a dream mm-hmm. yep. and it happens. Yeah. You know, I had it happen moments after. Mm-hmm. I was four or five, uh, living in Parma and a fucking kid, four or five year old kid. Yeah. And I was asleep and I had this dream. That I woke up, went downstairs into the living room, and I saw my mom in the kitchen looking out the window that was over the sink into the backyard. We had a big backyard, and there was just a deer out there, right? That's all she was looking at. Yeah. yeah. It's terrified of me. I woke up. I was screaming. I ran down the stairs to go see my mom. She was staying in the kitchen looking at a deer. Mm. Now, the only thing that I remember distinctly about this thing is like, 
I and again, it happened moments apart from each other. So yeah. I don't know what's the dream and what's real at this point. Yeah. But in one of them, there were red eyes, and I would like to imagine that yeah. it was the dream. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's the first you instance say on the deer, or yeah, on the deer. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first instance that I have with something like that. Mm-hmm. Now this next one is very recent. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple like months I, ago. I feel like I've seen the same thing, which is weird. The deer with red eyes. Yes. Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. Yeah. Um, in a dream, I feel like I have. Yeah. I wonder if that's like because like a dream analyst, right? Yeah, I wonder if yeah, that's, a, that's thing. a thing. Um, so this next one, and I this is the one I just have a theory about because I still can't really explain it. For context, I have anxiety, mm-hmm. I have depression, yeah, and I have uh, costochondritis, which is inflamed cartilage in my chest and lungs. I have no control over it. Every so often, it acts up. It fucks up my nervous system and my breathing. I'm pretty sure all of you guys have seen me with it. Like yeah. I can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I get numb. I can't yeah. walk. You it's know? usually when we kick them. We're like, get up, fucker. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like it, it's it's no big deal. There's nothing they can do about it. I take some aspirin. I get over it eventually. Mm-hmm. But like it kind of just incapacitates me for a little bit. Um, that being said, it's very painful in my chest and it's hard yeah. to breathe. I can't catch my breath and I'm numb. Um, so one night, probably like three a.m., this house, uh, a couple months back, it's like three a.m. and I, for some reason, I was watching TV downstairs. I was super tired, but it's three a.m. and I'm like, I want to go to bed. And I don't know what it was about me, but it's like I don't want to go upstairs. I don't know what it was. It wasn't like I didn't want to walk upstairs. It wasn't that I was too tired. It's like, I don't want to go. I feel like I shouldn't go upstairs. I don't want to go upstairs. I don't Mm -hmm. know why. Mm -hmm. I still to this day don't know why I had that feeling. Um, I'm sitting there. I'm watching it. Probably Seinfeld or something. I'm watching TV. I'm like, I just don't want to watch TV. Like, I want to go to bed, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to go upstairs. And I don't know what this feeling is. But eventually, I'm like, it's stupid that I'm down here and I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. So I turn off the TV. I turn off the lights. I walk upstairs. And I walk upstairs, open my bedroom door. And as soon as I step through my bedroom door, it felt like just, you know, those air cannons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt like yeah. I was hit in the chest by one and it like knocked me back for a second. And it was like that feeling of costochondritis where there's just pressure on my chest oh. and I couldn't breathe mm. and I don't know what it was. And I just kind of stood there. I stood in the hallway because I took a step back out of my room mm-hmm. and just like tried to catch my breath. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Now I went in my room and went to bed, mm-hmm. but like I laid there for a fucking minute, just like with this pressure yeah. on my chest of like what I felt like someone was yeah. sitting on me. I'm like, I don't know what this is or what is causing this. If it's anxiety, if it's stress, what this is, but like panic attack. Yeah. Yeah, But like, I wasn't other than the the shock of that happening and me trying to figure out what it was. There was nothing that led up to it. Like Mm -hmm. I've had panic attacks. It didn't feel like I was like going mentally insane in it. Nothing was happening in my mind. Yeah. But like just this physical, like pushing on my chest and it was the craziest fucking thing. So I'll let you guys be the judge of that. That's really mm. interesting. I think it's a mixture of your anxiety and everything you got going on because you already didn't want to go upstairs. That's, I, but I don't know why. That's the thing. Well, your anxiety. <laughs> That's why. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, like there are times I run into that at work where I know I have to go interview somebody and I'm like, I really don't want to fucking interview. Them. Yeah. And it's not anything personal. I'm just like, I can't fucking do it. I yeah, do it yeah. anyways. Like yeah. you ended up going yeah. upstairs. But yeah, I, I think that's what that was. I think that was a mixture of just the situation and your anxiety. But I, I don't know the. Yeah, like the this physical weird. feeling that air pushed on my chest is what that's threw weird. Because like, yeah. was your window open? No. And even yeah. if it was, that's not like the position it would hit. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, literally, like as soon as I walked, it was almost like a suction, you know? Yeah. It was weird. Seems like you got sucked by a little ghost. I have mm. been told there's a ghost here. Hmm. I uh oh that's good. Go, going back to you nothing said, that I've ever seen happen, but yeah, oh. yeah. you talked Witchy about bitches <laughs> being like jolted awake and like having that. It sounded like louder than a gunshot. Yeah, sort of thing. yeah. Um, 
this really weird thing that I found out has a name. It's called exploding head syndrome, but it mm-hmm. it happened to me a couple times in high school, and it was the weirdest thing ever. And I think it's um, led on from like anxiety, but essentially, it's you hear this really loud sound in your sleep, and you wake up. Is is like the the cut and dry of it. And I remember one instance specifically. It was I was in my basement in my old house and my little brother, the like the kids room, like the toy room was next door. Um, And I was laying in my bed and it sounded like a guitar, like like, you know, in the beginning of Back to the Future where there's like the really loud guitar riff and it mm -hmm. like blows Marty back. It sounded like that, but like a million times louder. It was like, wow, the loudest. And I instantly jolted up and I ran over to the other room and I was I like got my brother and I was like, hey, did you hear that? Like what? what was that? What's going on? He's like, I didn't hear anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And then there was another time where it was, it was a gunshot, but I remember it being more of like a, like a guttural gunshot and like mm-hmm. a shotgun gunshot, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't like a bang. It was yeah. like a, like a boom, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, And it, again, it jolted me awake. And I think I, I'll, pull it up really quick but i think it's from anxiety is what like sets it on so i mean that i was in high school so it could have been like college or something like that and like that's very viable but i've always thought that it was interesting that it's called exploding head syndrome and it's like i don't know if there is like a uh uh i remember there was a guy on reddit this is how like i first started doing my research into it there's a guy on reddit that got it for like seven years every other night or something like that where he just like ritualistically he knew that it was going to happen where like use this loud sound was it, it it's like a and again i think it's different for different people or like right. you have it different times you hear different like loud sound you know it's probably just whatever yeah. is in your brain's memory bank for a loud sound and yeah it kind of like repeats that to yeah. wake you up um but really really strange like and i don't think there's a preventative i don't it's just one of those like I've, brain things i've definitely been woken up by a fake loud sound but i heard yeah that's there definitely is, something that's happened to me. This reminds me of there was a movie that was uh, put out in 2020. It was a Canadian uh, science film. It was called Come True. And it's a, the basic plot of it is that there is a girl who has like sleep paralysis, but uh, she goes, I mean, because she is uh, in need of like money and she's like struggling with school and funds and everything, she goes to be part of a science experiment where they um, they put them in the dreams and they the scientists are studying that same exploding head that same black figure that almost everybody that has sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. sees yeah so it's super interesting such a that's what's it called again it's called uh come true yeah come true i remember that that there's a there's a movie recap on it you know Hmm. robotic voice talks about it and gets the whole thing yeah those are those are nice. Yeah, they just ten minutes to watch a whole <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you get the entire plot of the movie in like fifteen yeah, minutes. You're like, yeah. like it's kind of nice. like the, if, if if you've seen Stranger Things, it's kind of mm-hmm. like Mike in the whole first season, Sleep Paralysis Demons. Yeah, yeah, where that that shadowy figure that he can't really describe is kind of like taking over his body, but it's not here in this plane, you know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Exploding head syndrome is not what it's not. here. This is just some. This is from Satva. So I mean, a good source. Uh, yeah. With one of the more unnecessarily alarming names for medical conditions in history, exploding head syndrome is not what it sounds like. Although sound does play a key role, officially recognized by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine and, uh, and the American Sleep Association, 
Exploding Head Syndrome is a rare condition characterized by brief, intense auditory hallucinations. Usually patients report hearing something like a cymbal crash, a gunshot, or an explosion as they fall asleep or wake up. That's what it was, too. That's what it fucking was, too. The other time that it happened, I wasn't waking up. I was falling asleep, and it happened. And I Mm. remember... I remember I was laying in my bed and the lights were on and like, cause I was just taking like a nap. Like yeah. it was one of those accidental fall asleep yeah. sort yeah. of things where something else is on in the back. Yeah. And I don't remember if it was, that's what, that was the gunshot maybe, or one of them was a guitar mm. riff and one of them was a, like a deep guttural gunshot. But it, the one was as I was falling asleep and the one was as I was waking up and it was super mm. fucking weird. Mm. I don't remember if the, as I was falling asleep was the first time. Cause I remember the other time that it happened again both of these happened yeah. i remember one time i ran and told elliot and my my younger brother and he had no idea what was going on the other time i ran upstairs and told my mom and my mom was like oh i i think i've heard and she told me about exploding oh. head syndrome like she was the one who put mm. me onto this okay. um, it might be genetic then. Th- that's be, what i yeah, think because my because it's happened to my mom like yeah i i know about it because it's happened to my mom and she Ooh, told me about this it is, so like this is this yeah is a good episode this is unnerving it's spooky you got me yeah. you got people here yeah. get me like shaking my i was foot, gonna say right? yeah Ooh. let me let me put a spin on this real quick right <laughs> i don't want to make this a religious thing yeah, yeah. however let me let me take the opposite route mm-hmm. have you ever heard anyone's voice any kind of sign in a dream that put you at ease when you woke up um, have I heard anything? I have a no. very specific, mm. and it's like almost like mm. I've never talked about this. It's very mm. specific, and it almost scared me when I woke up. But I was like, you know, like when you should be scared of something, but you're just very at peace. Yeah, like yeah. your whole body's just relaxed. Yep, that's what it was. Um, I was I was talking to this girl. This is a long time ago, like middle school maybe. Okay. I was talking to this girl, and I knew that things were ending. Yeah, and it was like the first time that like I was in that situation. Like, oh, this isn't this isn't going to be a thing right this is over i'm just waiting for the news right mm-hmm. and i remember like i was at my aunt's house and i was just having this fucking like breakdown this anxiety attack like yeah. at two in the morning when no one else is up just like staring at my phone waiting for the text or whatever right and like it sounds like such a stupid situation for this to happen in, and like it is mm-hmm. um but i remember like having this fucking anxiety attack and laying there and like just balling up and going to sleep i don't remember anything else happening in the dream but i was walking down this road and it was just a really fucking bright, like nothing on any side, just a road and like yellow light mm-hmm. all like all around. And I was walking down this fucking road at night or in day. Like, is was it was the dream like at nighttime or daytime? I, I guess day. It was like I okay. saw nothing but a road and okay, then yeah. yellow light around me. Okay. Um, and I was walking down this road and all I heard was a voice that said it will be okay. And I fucking yeah. woke up and that's all it was. And I'm like, what the fuck mm-hmm. was? It? And like, mm-hmm. I, I woke up because I'm like, what was that? And but like my body was at peace. I'm like I'm yeah. trying to fucking comprehend mm-hmm. what just happened. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay. And then literally like I didn't worry about it after that. And it was the weirdest fucking thing in my life. So yeah. when I when I get in my really bad car accident, mm-hmm. one where I flipped the car like six times. <clears throat> so the way that the car landed was a uh, 2001 Pontiac Grand Am. Just to kind of paint the picture. Yeah. Hit a ditch, flipped six times. Jeez. Into a cornfield. We were like 250 feet in the cornfield. That's was crazy. Right. <clears throat> I remember being in the car. I have to close my eyes to picture it. Mm-hmm. I remember being in the car, my seatbelt on, because my shoulder's still fucked. But like my mm-hmm. whole collarbone. Like, yeah. Yeah. like as an example, you hear how my voice is now. Now, hear the accent? Mm-hmm. If I take it off of my vocal cords, it's a completely different sounding voice. Mm-hmm. So this is when it's pressing on it. It's a little more raspy. Mm-hmm. 
And then if I take it off, it's just a completely different sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how I used to sound. This is what I sound like now. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I remember being in the car. The car is on its side, on its driver's side. And I always, I don't know why, but with this car, it was my first car. I just felt a connection with it. Mm-hmm. Only, only car I've had since then. I just had a connection with it. A car I always wanted. My dad had one growing up. It was the family car. Always wanted one. Anyways. So I remember laying there and just like as I'm sitting there in the car, I just remember in my head going, this is it. This is this is probably where I die type thing. Mm-hmm. And I just remember mm-hmm. like sitting there and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to close my eyes. If it happens, yeah, it happens. Yeah, let okay. it be. Let it right. be. Like not going to fight it. Yeah. This is where it happens. Right. So that's I close. Crazy. That's right. a crazy thing to just it's, be like. It, okay. Yeah. And that's why like in yeah. Jordan, you and I talked about I'm not scared of death just yeah. because like I've been in situations like that. Yeah. And I just remember kind of like kind of like laying there. So to demonstrate, I'm on, it's on the driver's side. Driver's side is on the ground. Mm. So like my driver's side door is on the ground. And th- this is after like you have already like cars stopped. This is yeah, when car is stopped. Okay. There are three other people in the car with me. They're all, oh, my God, you know, and I and I just remember like sitting there and going, all right, this is it. This is how it happens. Mm -hmm. So because of the way that the car was flipped. They couldn't get me out. Mm -hmm. So the two people in the back seat obviously were good. They were able to get out. Um, The the kid that was sitting up front, he was able to get out. They were able to get him out. But I'm just kind of like sitting there and in my head, I'm going, "Okay, this is it. All right, this this is where yeah, it happens, yeah. you know, let it, you know, so be it. Yeah. Okay. I've lived a good life. It is what it is. Okay. I'm like I'm like 20. That's so So sitting there and I just remember closing my eyes and I don't know what it was. I don't know how it was. But I was at like I was at peace. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I was relaxed yeah. and it yeah. was just kind of like a I don't I don't know yeah. the voice. I don't know who who yeah. or what, but yeah. it was like a you're getting out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You're going to get out of here. And the next thing I know, apparently I crawled out of the car, mm. out of the back windshield, like basically unbuckled my seatbelt, mm-hmm. was able to turn around, crawl out over the driver's seat, over the back seat, through the wind, through the back windshield, crawled over to the ditch where the ambulance and everything was. And I just sat there. Mm. I don't remember. I don't remember that. The The next <coughs> thing I remember is being in the ambulance, they're restraining me because I'm trying to get up to make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. People mm-hmm. that were in the car with me. And then I just remember telling the one kid that was in the ambulance with me, it's going to be okay. We're on the way to the hospital. We're going to be okay. <coughs> we're going to be good. We're going to be all right. And then I don't remember making it to the hospital. I don't remember being in there except for the brief moment where they basically had to almost sedate me. Because I was ready to just, I, I wanted to get up and make sure my friends were okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember waking up, like, I'm sure I was up and moving. Right. Um, but I remember, like, after the accident, I couldn't, I couldn't go to my room because I couldn't make it there. So I was on the couch and I just remember laying there and, like, <laughs> I couldn't move. Shoulders fucked up, noses mm-hmm. fucked up. It could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. But I'm just sore, fucked up. It's all bad. But I just remember that, that just like that moment of this sucks, but this is how it's going to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then somehow I got out. So I, I kind of do yeah. like kind of the same thing. It, it just, oh, 
Fuck. And then, yeah. There's so, that. It, it, but when you said that, like, I had kind of forgotten about it until you said that. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. And, like, it's just, you don't feel anything. You're just there and there's yeah. that voice, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it was. There it was, was just kind of like, it, it was almost one of those where I was like, all right, you know what, buddy? I'm ready to let go. This is yeah. how it's supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be. I believe in you. I know you got a plan. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Yeah. And it was just one of those, like, we're good. You got this. I don't think I've ever, yeah, I've never really heard a voice, but like the, the main thing that I always did and what kind of got me out of that, like two month spree mm-hmm. of like being yeah. in that kind of like paralysis, like sleep paralysis, like yeah. cycle yeah. that kept going on. And again, not to get like religious and everything, but no, like yeah, the main yeah. thing that I always like said to myself in those dreams, it was just on repeat. There was like three things I always said. I always just kept going like, Lord, please, Lord, please. Yeah, I just kept saying the word because I remember I was being taught when I was a kid um, that like demons are afraid of anything that has yep, to do with right. like, you know, Jesus and God and everything. Yeah. They're all they Anytime right. you like mentioned it, they would just like ran away. Yeah. Um. So I would just be sitting there while I was like, you know, kind of flipping back and forth and like because I would toss it. And turning. I would see it and then I would just, you know, I would turn around. And I would just, you know, keep going like, Lord, yeah, Jesus, Lord, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I kept yeah. like saying it like with super meaningful purpose and mm-hmm. then it kept kind of getting closer but then every time i woke up um and i was like there was like one i th- i think it was usually at the end of every time it happened i like tried to scream it like really loud mm. and then as soon as i did that it would wake me up hmm. so when what kind of got me to stop having those things is i kind of just like I started putting those, um, I, I started like putting the, the Bible right next to where I sleep Okay. or I would put it under my yeah. pillow and stuff like that. And I would, you know, uh, uh-huh. and it's, it stopped it it's, after it, a while. So it's, that's it, wild. It started kind of as a joke, but like, I, I believe the sentiment. Um, I don't remember what the context was, the conversation happened mm-hmm. in, but I was talking with my cousin, Austin, uh, who I think all of you guys know him. Yeah. yeah. Big big gun nuts loves mm-hmm. loves firearms loves anything to do with them history collecting owning just everything to do with it yeah. um huge second amendment guy big, oh yeah big mm-hmm. <laughs> huge big huge. second amendment guy. bigly bigly um but like i don't i don't remember the context with it but i think he was talking about like gun safes and like proper storage and gun locks and things like that oh, yeah and he had he'd asked me because i had my uh he had he had got me my my 12 gauge at the time um, that I got for home defense. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of said jokingly to him, uh, cause he was talking about like scenarios where you'd need this and this and what's the smartest way to store things. And I'm like, listen, man, I got a gun under my bed for anything on this plane and a Bible on my nightstand for anything that's in the other planes. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. 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 That's really how it is. I was going to say, there's always that, like, I've always had this sense. So for context, um, my dad passed away before I was born and I've always kind of been like, like you talked about, Oh, I'm not a figure. I've always been like, yeah, death's an old friend of mine. Like I, it goes way back. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, there's always this like sense of peace that comes. I was talking with my girlfriend about this a couple of days ago. The, uh, like the real depictions of angels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, How yeah, it's yeah. like rings of eyes in the sky. And like, there's one where it's, uh, the head of a bear, the head of a goat, the head of a man, and the head of like a wolf or something like mm-hmm. that. And then it's got uh, wings and it's got like uh, wings on its bottom too. It's got like four mm-hmm. sets of wings. It's, so there's a couple different sects of angels that like go in uh, uh, Revelations, like it's gonna, you know, the rapture, they're gonna come down and Jesus is gonna be there and right. it's gonna be this big. It's gonna be the rapture, right? 
just from a religious like to to anyone else to to a non-believer or something like that that's going to be terrifying that's going right. to be super like holy fuck what the shit is going on but to anybody who's like who believes in god and kind of gets the gist of what's going on it's going to be or at least it'll be unnerving yeah yeah it's going to be unnerving but there i at least like to believe that there will be that sense of peace peace yeah that you, absolutely that you got in the car that you you know like it is a that, terrifying experience but you are not afraid yeah but like yeah. you know you're like okay i see what's going on i get it there's this sense of everything is where it's supposed to be i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing well, this is yeah. going like every the the things that are supposed to be falling in are falling into play yeah. and we're just kind of there are gonna we're be here for it there are gonna be people that's gonna be weird for and it's weird for us but like we get i i think it's that piece talking about the bible when when jesus is on the cross and he's got the two people next to him you got the guy who's going well if you're the son of god do something right and then you got the other guy who's going you are the son of god i'm sorry for what i did i i i assume it's that piece that the guy who went dude you did everything you could this is what he's doing that's the piece that that will feel that i agree with that it's that piece of like it it's, sounds corny and it sounds, you know, whatever may have you, but let go and let God of like, just, I don't know what's going on. This is clearly above my right. human pay grade. Like, just let it. It's not know, up to me at this yeah, point. Right. right. Yeah. Let it fucking yeah. happen, man. I don't care. Like, I'm putting it in your hands. 100%. The cards are in the well, balls in your court. You that's know? like I always say, and Jordan and I have talked about this before, where I, I it might sound corny. It might get people yeah. pissed off. I yeah. don't care. I believe that God has a plan for each yeah, person. Yeah, 100%. And I don't think there's one set path. Yeah. I think there's a million paths and in between each path, there's yeah. a bunch of swamp water. Yeah. And it's just it's, enough that I it's like, like that. right yeah. above your yeah. mouth and you're drowning a little bit, but you're start you're just dredging your way through it. You're just walking through and then yeah. you get back on that path. It's way outside of our comprehension. Right. Yeah. But I believe everything happens for a reason. For instance, <laughs> back in November, I had that audition. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was given that audition to show you're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. You think you are, mm-hmm. but you're not ready yet. Yeah. But there is a path that is set for you. You yeah. will get there eventually. You see, you can do it, but you're not ready yet. Yeah. When you are, that's when I'll give it to you. Yeah. And I'm going to keep testing you. Yeah. And there's going to be little things in your path. And each time you overcome it, you're going to be one step closer to where you need to be. Yeah. And that's what I think death is when we experience death. It's because it's not because he's unfair and unjust. It's because it's something you can handle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to go through it. To, I'm very much someone where I have to let my hand touch the fire to know that it burns. Right. You know, and yep. so it's like it's the same sentiment of I don't feel I have to die to know what death is like. So until then, it's just fucking something that happens to everybody. Well, and it's like, OK, well what you know i'll, I'll put it this way too you have to die to know what living is know yeah, what life right. was right yeah mm-hmm. let me mm-hmm. ask you this oh bob ross just to have a little sadness in once <laughs> that's right, right. Yeah. <laughs> knowing the good times are coming have you been in a car accident like a car wreck no have you been in a car wreck uh no okay so uh, let me directly ask you then mm-hmm. um because they're speaking of that moment of peace where you're just like almost like an out-of-body experience but you're just mm-hmm. there and you're like this is gonna happen mm-hmm. I, I'm not worried. I just know that this is going to happen, mm-hmm. and it, good or bad. Mm-hmm. There was a moment that I remember. I, I got T-boned in my in my Mustang, and like it was crazy because the fucking cop afterwards told me like if it was two inches to the to the right, it would have went straight through the car and killed me. Right. My yeah. car is aluminum; mm-hmm. it's very light. Um, so I got hit, but I, I remember it's, it's a four lane road. 
during rush hour mm-hmm. in a double turning lane. So it turns both ways. Yeah. And I just remember sitting there and I'm turning left into a parking lot and it's fucking full traffic and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find a spot to go. There's a big ass van in front of me. Yeah. So I can't see yeah, the next lane yeah, that I'm turning yeah, into. Yeah. And I remember he's waving me on. There's people in the far lane waving me. On. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. Jeez. And as soon as I cut the wheel, I came an inch out and I saw a car coming. And time stopped, and I said, I'm going to get hit. Yep. I said it out loud. Yeah. I wasn't in panic. I wasn't yeah. in fear. I said, I'm going to get hit. And that's the last thing I remember happening before I flipped over the curb. There are those times where it's like everything freezes for a second. You know exactly what's about to It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. You know it's about to happen right now. Yeah. You can't stop it. When, it's like, I mean, I used to rock climb all the time, too. Ooh. And um, I've had definitely those experiences. And people have always, people I rock climb with all the time. I mean, I'm all harnessed up and everything. Yeah. Right. But um, there's obviously those times like when you fall. Um, most people, a lot of people scream, a lot of people for me, what they, my friends are kind of weirded out. I was like, dude, you don't like say anything like mm. when you fall or when you, you know just, you're going to yeah, fall. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, you just, just kind of, you, you just, just kinda do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. So I, my, the one car, the last accident I got into, it was, it was December 17th of, I think it was 2016 or 15 mm. driving to work. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. It's when I worked at Verizon. I had to open the store. We, it had rained the night before, so it was just a sheet of ice. And if you've ever been on 224, I'm on Dinah County. Mm-hmm. Now it's all lit up. They, they've completely redone it, but yeah. it was dark. Mm-hmm. Hit some ice, went off. And to give you an example of how the car flipped, I was driving this way. When it landed, I was facing this way. Mm, so yeah, the car completely, completely 180. Yeah. Right. And it landed, ironically enough, on its passenger side again. Mm-hmm. And I remember as I was sliding to go ahead, I go, okay. This isn't going to be good. I need to somehow be standing when mm. this thing lands. I cannot fall with it. So I remember unbuckling my seatbelt and like knowing which way it was going to go. And then as it like hit, I remember leaning to the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. So almost like a, so it hit like as I'm heading towards it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to position myself. So I remember unbuckling. And like leaning to the passenger side, you because like, like laying into it. it, yeah, right, or like into it or against uh, it. against it. Okay, yeah. Right. So yeah, going against it, and then when I landed, I was on my knees on the pa- on the driver's side door on the ground, so oh. then I could just stand up. And right. I re- I remember mm. the weirdest fucking thing about it is, I remember that the radio was on, and whoever was talking said something really stupid because I'm like, well, that's a fucking stupid. <laughs> and then I like yeah. I when like you know you're a broadcaster, right? <laughs> and so then I reach down, turn it over enough to roll my passenger window down because it's above me. Yeah. And then there's like four cars that stop. Oh my god, are you okay? And I just remember the one guy asked. I I was getting ready to jump out of the car. I'm like, hold on, somebody call my phone because um I need to call my boss. Tell him obviously I'm not going to be in today. Yeah. And they're like, what's Good your employee. phone number? Right. What's your phone number? I tell him, and I hear the one guy go. Oh, I guess he's not concussed. <laughs> like, I, I will say just real quick, you don't forget the song or like what's on the radio when you get in that big yeah. accident. Yeah. I, I It took me four years to listen to the song again, and it sucked because it's my favorite band. I got hit, and as soon as I like regained consciousness and was sitting in the wrecked car, mm-hmm. my phone was still attached to my Bluetooth and it was still in the holster. That's mm-hmm. the first thing I noticed. I'm like, oh shit, my phone didn't go flying out the window and everything's still playing, so my yeah. car can't be that 
like mechanically bad. Yeah. And I remember just hearing Nirvana's D major seven playing mm. and I couldn't listen to it for four years. Cause every time it'd come out, I'm like, I'm going to rip my fucking car. Yeah. I have yet to listen to the song that I got into my first accident listening to. Do you know what it was? Um, defiance. It's because I, I went to high school with the lead singer, jungle, younger brother. Gotcha. And I think it's called get up off the, get up off the ground. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. And like, I'm always, I'm always, I have yet to listen to it. I'm always very worried of my big wreck. Like, or, well, I mean, a big wreck yeah. that I might potentially get in one day, you know, yeah. hopefully not. But, um, like, if it's a dumb song or if it's, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm really worried about it being something stupid I, or like, because if I die, that's that's know, the last thing you'll We're see. no yeah. strangers to love. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. <laughs> Jordan and I have talked about this before. It was the, the topic of, like, if, like, when we die, the last song that we had playing is going to be played at the funeral. Yeah, no I think that's a cool concept. So okay, that you can yeah. so that you can kind of understand like that mindset yeah. that you were in when yeah. it happened. I yeah. like that. So, I like that. Yeah, I like, that's I like really that cool. I don't know if I like that. No. And the reason why is because like I'll hear a good I'll hear like a good song. Yeah. I don't know why accents coming out tonight. Good. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Good song. But I'll hear a good song and I'll go to the Spotify like radio list. Yeah, that's fair. There are some songs on there. I'm not a fan of. And plus, it'll be kind of awkward, too, because imagine if you're just like you're at a funeral and they're playing like Drake Bell's Gucci Gang. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's what it's going to be. Just accept you're going to hear Drake Bell's (laughs) Gucci Gang at my funeral. Like you're just like. Or yeah. the Styles Rover Radio podcast. Yeah, you're just the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. Just oh you have to listen this, to this episode yeah, of Office. This episode. God, this is kind of fucking ominous. Oh, this is oh, weird. I'm yeah. a wreck tonight driving Evan home. This <laughs> <laughs> is wild. Um, I, I'll just kind of 180ing where yeah. we came from. Yeah. This isn't my story. It's it's a story from my dad, but it, it sticks with me of just that ominous feeling of like knowing something is wrong Mm -hmm. even if it's not you you know Mm -hmm. my dad told me the story and i could be butchering details but here's like what has stuck with me uh my great grandfather lived in west virginia okay and like in west virginia did not have indoor plumbing didn't have like very good electricity to where like it was the outside hard-lined electricity like mainly just oil candles um but my dad would drive up there with his cousin like Every fucking, like, at least once a month, I think, just to see his, his grandpa. Yeah. And they hang out at the house. And he tells me the story of one time that it was him and some cousins were over. And it was just, it was late at night and they were up and they were, they were watching TV or they were doing something. Um, but it was, like, early hours in the morning, midnight, 1 a.m. And the, he remembers just, like, hearing this big fucking crash outside. Like, a big boom, like a tree had fallen or something. Just this earth-shaking boom. Mm-hmm. And he kind of stopped and like noticed it and looked around and then went back to doing whatever he was doing. Yeah. Um, it turns out that his cousin, not the one he used to go down there with, a different cousin, was out hunting and got shot. He got shot that night. Yeah. Wow. His cousin got shot that night. Now, where they were, that's no there's no odds that that was the sound. Right. Like yeah, that right. was a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. But just the fucking ominous, like he heard a boom, he knew something was wrong and stopped. And it just so happened to be that same night that his cousin got shot oh, while wow. hunting. And like an hour later, they got the call about it. Where mm. was the, like, was the cousin, oh, excuse me, was the cousin like far away from you? Yeah, dad? yeah. It wasn't like anywhere in the proximity that you uh, would have heard that. Like okay. they were That's way That's out of town hunting. Weird. Yeah. That's super weird. Yeah. So like shit like that, mm-hmm. weirdly ominous. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned it's like the, the. Which, which, ah, you had a great name for it, and I don't remember the earthly angels. What is it? Oh, oh the realistic depictions. Yeah, 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 like the yeah, 
So there's a there's a common thing, and I've heard my family talk about it. Mm. I have never experienced anything like this. Like things, yes, but not like this. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about orbs all the time. Oh yeah, seeing the yeah. orbs and the, and the lights around things. Yeah, mm-hmm. multiple people in my family have talked about uh, over my uncle, over I want to say a grandparents, one of my my great grandparents maybe, and as well as my mom seeing these these orbs at the end of beds and just over their pictures Mm. and i'm like i feel like and again it might be one of those things where it's that overwhelming feeling of calm when you see it yeah and i'd like to think this thing but just the thought of seeing that is terrifying like i haven't seen that i haven't encountered that wait so hold on are you talking about like in photos not in photo like they have physically seen oh physically okay like seeing the lights on them or in circle form or the orbs the like my one cousin i remember uh sitting at my aunt's house and then just all talking about this because i think um her dad, it was like the anniversary of his passing. But they were talking about the fact that I want to say it was when my mom passed uh, in 2005 that weeks later, they, they remember seeing this orb just sitting at the end of their bed for a couple nights. Yeah. And like they weren't free. They were just calm. Yeah. It was just there. didn't do anything. But like that whole concept is just wild to me. I wonder if that's one of those things where like it's scary now, but then you see like tonight or something like that. Right. It's there and you're just like. Yeah. Yeah. This is, right. This right. Is what it is. Like, and that's what I would hope it would be. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my grandfather passed was like mid-May. Mm-hmm. It's like two weeks later, because I'm in the house that he lived in. Yeah. I would smell his cologne in the garage. Mm. And it was to the point like I smelled it and I'm like, nah, there's no way. Yeah. So then I ask my mom, I go, hey, stand right here. And she's. Yeah, and she's yeah, kind of yeah, she has that look yeah. like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. And then when my aunt, before we got into it, when she stopped by, she smelled it too and she noticed it. Now, when my aunt and I got into it, he, long story short, aunt always treated me like shit. I'm black sheep. Hi. Uh, That's why I'm in broadcasting. But somebody uh, loved me. My family didn't. No. Um, we, so, had, we already had that as an open. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we got into it since then. It's gone. Really? Yeah. Have you ever had dreams where you talked to your dead relatives before? Yes. Um, I have not. Yes, I have had See, one. So I, my my aunt Rosie, who I was very close with, she's the reason I got the cross tattoo. Yeah. It's like one of those, like, she's always here with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's one dream that I remember, but I remember having other dreams where I saw, you know, I've seen them mm-hmm. and they were just there. But like, yeah. I, I going back to like that whole at peace thing. And like you guys were talking about when we were talking about sleeping and sleep paralysis and stuff like that. I've always I, I, I've had trouble falling asleep in the past and I've definitely have like bouts of insomnia and stuff like that. But I've always kind of been like, OK, I'm at, when I'm asleep, I'm I'm with my dad. I don't remember my dreams all too much, but mm-hmm. I've never like eh, there's never been like a week where it's like, yeah, I'm waking up. I'm waking up on the wrong side. You know, it's always just been like, yeah, wake up. Normal sleeping to me is very like I close my eyes. I wake up and time has passed. I don't there's yeah. not like I sleep bad. It's not like I had a bad dream tonight. It's right. not it's all very cut and dry, sleep good, you know, like it's like in a movie almost. Yeah. It, where like the scene where they would go to sleep and then wake up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't it doesn't it, like I feel like there are people who remember their dreams really well and they can recall you their dreams like and every like, night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how my, my girlfriend is every single yeah, night. She no, can remember. That, and that's how my girl. And it's for me, it's like, I don't remember my dreams, but she always, she'll be like, do you sleep good? I'm like, that's a weird I, fucking dreams that I remember. I dude. think I slept yeah, good. Yeah. It's always like, the fucked got, up ones. I, yeah. I, I got a fucking, yeah. I, off of the, the spooky topics after you, no, I got yeah, a funny yeah. ass one. No, I just, I've always felt like 
sleeping to me is a very peaceful, normal, yeah. like, uh, it, like you said, like a movie. You, the cut to the next scene and they're yeah. waking up. It's like, mm-hmm. yep. I've never had any weird bouts or like, except for that sleep paralysis. And right. The, you know, I wonder like, if that's an anxiety thing. It might be. I think. Anxiety. I think it, y'all got anxiety. Yeah, anxiety. I think yeah, it a lot is. of it. I think it is. Yeah, I do. It's probably I like the biggest part of paranoia. all of that. Like with because the, like yeah, paranoia a lot of times with the like exploding head syndrome and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because I know waking with, up and the falling asleep with that loud that has to be. Like yeah, I, I know, I know myself dealing with the anxiety stuff, and I always tell people this, and I, I know it helps some people and it doesn't, but like the whole like, and you'll understand with anxiety mm-hmm. how you have your upswings and your downswings mm-hmm. and yeah. it's so mm-hmm. fucking drastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like people that don't have anxiety don't understand when i say this so you guys might i don't have bad days i have bad moments and good days mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. that and that helps you from getting sucked yeah. into that downswing yeah like you'll like and you, you're getting shit on at work bosses up your ass just a bunch of stupid shit that's a bad moment in a good day because it's impossible to have yeah. a bad day. Yeah. Your I mean, entire day is not bad, there's, but you're going to have some shit moments. I mean, there's some times, too. I mean, even this this happened this week while I've like I've been in Ohio. So like my girlfriend can testify to it. Um, there was one night where I woke up and I just I, I was super claustrophobic. Like I just felt really? like I was being crowded. Really? I've, yeah. I've had that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was sitting there and I felt like I was being crowded. My breathing started getting heavy yeah, and stuff like, like that. Yeah, like get off of me. Like, yeah. Let me ask you, what'd the... you do? I sat up on the edge of the bed. Okay. Uh, I I've, I've had that happen several and times. And I, I let sit up or leave the room. Yeah, I, I, I gotta I, go. Yeah. Yeah. I, let the, I let the cold air of like the fan hit mm-hmm. me, you know, getting out of the comforters and stuff. Yeah. And I yeah. let yeah. the cold air hit me. And I, it just felt a lot better rather than being all warm. Because, you know, yeah. when you're, crowd, you're crowded by things, your body feels warm because the right. heat, you know, it's all. But yeah, so. Anxiety is so weird because, so we all know that it's in your brain. Everybody yeah. knows that it's in. It's all ev- in your head, man. It's in everyone's brains. Mm-hmm. But as you're going through it, it is so perpetually real. Yeah, you yeah, are yeah. dying. You are in a dire. Yeah. You yeah. need to leave. You need to whatever it is that you your brain is telling. It's dire and it's real. And you like so much so that you make everyone around you make it feel real like and it's you you right. it's so real to you that it, it you it's make, almost like you need it justified yes yes yeah. yeah you brought this up to me a couple weeks ago and it's the first time i've heard anybody besides myself have anything like this so i want to put it out there on mm-hmm. this platform you said phone anxiety yeah yeah i, I have for anxiety. the past month two months i have had phone anxiety and you described it perfectly when you said that because i didn't have a word for it yeah i don't know what it is yeah notifications on my phone no i having do. the fear of getting notifications yeah on my phone. i hate Text, it so snapchats much. that are unopened well, yep for, for having me? a call for me like anything to that level where like i am going to get some kind of news or some kind of information oh, yeah. that i am not like knowledgeable already like if i send you a meme and I'm expecting a reaction, <coughs> I'm okay. Yeah. If I get a snap, it could be from someone I know very, it could be from a Snapchat yeah. from Shane out of the blue, and I'm like, shit, what's wrong? Is, yeah. COVID? is, yeah. is something going to happen? Is he yeah. leaving the show? Yeah. And you're sitting yeah. there, and you get the notification, you turn back around. And it says hi. And it's a fucking lost media video. Yeah. No, and you're like, oh, there's, it, it, she's probably just sending me a fucking stupid meme or right. whatever. But right. then you sit there, and you're lying down, and for 10 seconds later, you open your eyes back up, you're like, well, something, what? something could be. Yeah. What, yeah. If, yeah. what if that's not the case? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then you do it and it is a meme. You're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> for, for me, it's it, it's so like I'm, I have a video of it because I wanted to talk myself like I was dealing with it really bad in the car one time and I yeah. wanted to talk myself through like what I was feeling in the raw and it came down to like. It's this uh, you are then 
with a, like a unprompted expected response. Mm-hmm. You are then put in this position to I have sent you something. Now you are then forced to say something, whether you wanted to, you know, engage it, or not. Yeah, and so yeah. Or expected to. And I, and I I me I go on with like technology and phone stuff like that. I think it's because we in in mm-hmm. our age have grown up with technology at a yeah. similar rate to technology growing up mm-hmm. with which us is, yeah, which is yeah with us different universe and yeah. we are the, a whole different conversation. We are the only generation that can yeah. say that with modern technology. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so now we're in this state where we're like conscious enough to know that we've had this thing next to us this whole time and we've willingly been like and, yeah yeah, I want to look at this. I will. But now you're getting a Snapchat or you're getting a text and you're like, I don't want to. It's almost like a rebellious. Well, like, that, I'm not. I, I don't. This thing doesn't control me. I I've, don't have to respond if yeah, I don't, yeah, you yeah. know, See, like, I'm not where, even I'm not even there. I'm that's like, where that's where it gets to for me of like, I won't let this thing like every aspect of every form of community of it's all like you have to do it it has to be said you have to mm-hmm. it's like i don't let this thing this thing is here for me it, for not me. the other way yeah, around not, i'm not here for it yeah so i think what you're speaking to mm-hmm. is why people are going nuts the way that they are yeah in younger generations yeah so like the shootings and things mm-hmm. yeah I think that has to do with it. And I've talked about this at length, even on air mm-hmm. at the station mm-hmm. where I go, you got to realize when I'm talking to like, you know, the people that are 40 plus, yeah. you know, when you had a bad day at school, you could get away from it. Yeah. You came yeah. When, yeah. when that guy, when that guy was fucking with you all day, you could get away from it. Now it's there. Yeah. Yep. They're getting tagged and shit. They're constantly getting texts. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting yeah. phone calls. It's always yeah. there. Yeah. So like, there's not, you don't have that separation anymore. And then let me ask you this, yes. as, because we all deal with anxiety, because I actually got into it with somebody today. Mm-hmm. When when you have a lot of shit going on, mm-hmm. you know, you just become like the zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Tunnel like, vision. Yeah. Tunnel laser, vision. Absolutely. Laser I got to do this. this, this thing. And so yeah. like and, and when you know your mind's not right, you're going, all right, I know what I need to do to fix it. I just need to do it. And it's yeah. going to take time to do it, but I can do it. Yeah. So you kind of cut people out. Yeah. It's nothing personal to right. them. Nothing personal to them at all. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Literally, I was trying to explain that to someone today. And they're going, well, why don't you just tell me what's going on? Because I don't know what's that's, going yeah, on. That's not, yeah. I don't know, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. Yeah. And I literally... I, gotta I get away. I got to do what I got to do. And I, then I'll come back and we can yep. talk about it later. I've had to tell this will... person this four separate times in the last week and a half, two wow. weeks. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm going, when I figure it out, I will tell you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they end up it's like, they, they, they go off. You're a terrible fucking person. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How can, and I'm going, okay. Well, and it's because that you got to, it's so tough battling with this because it's like, you got to keep other people in mind of like, there are people who that's just how they are. They're no right. Nancy's and they're Get just, right. well, what's going on? How can I, what can I do? Get Where can I, it comes the, from a good place. I, yeah. But it yes. doesn't help. Yeah. yeah you right. get it. You get yeah. it out of that kind of like hero mindset, yeah. that selfish kind of yeah. hero. Like yeah. I can fix them. You know, I, let me, right. let, well, me, let, me but, let me say this real quick, just okay. because I think, I don't want to speak for anyone, but I think mm-hmm. we're all in the same boat when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. I've had to cut out relationships. I've had to cut out friends. Mm-hmm. I've had to cut out people that I just met because of situations where like that, where it's, it's just that day. We're like, I am not okay. I do not know what is wrong. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. I can't, mm-hmm. I physically cannot communicate yeah. it to you. you like, just, I don't have the words for it. You just yeah. feel and weird. It's, right. And it's not against yeah. you. 
yeah. it's not against anyone. It's just I am trying to figure out what these emotions it. are right. and what process is wrong. What I'm processing, right. and so I can right. It. And and to those people that are receiving that mm-hmm. message from people like us, where it's I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's it's not a blow off. It's not on you. It's yeah. literally just we don't yeah. understand what is going on right yeah. now in our mind, in our body, in our life. Yeah, and we need the space to figure like, it out. Like it got to the point because she called me. She called me when I was on the way here. Mm-hmm. And I and literally answer. I go, what's up? I want to know why you're such a fucking narcissist and you can't even take time. And I go, yeah. wait. And literally, like I and to the point, she's going, I've never heard you talk in this aggressive tone. I go, I'm just fucking talking. I go, yeah. you got to back the fuck off. Yeah. 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 I go seriously. I'm telling you what's going on. When I know, I will let you know. Right. Yeah. Until then, don't bother me about yeah. it. Yeah. So what, you don't even want to talk anymore because you won't even take. I I will I will text you when I am ready. That's when, when I when I am right, like literally that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. and like I'll get loud to be funny mm-hmm. I I hardly ever get loud to be serious yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, like and it's just yeah. like you gotta li- and I kept going you're listening but are you comprehending what I am telling you the only time because I'm this really is what's going on yelling and every time usually the only time I'm really angry is when I'm pissed off at myself for something mm-hmm. stupid that I did mm-hmm. like an example is. Um, like there was a, it was it was a couple nights ago, and I was going to that one party, and I was so yeah, I'm gonna show up there at six and help everybody set up mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then I woke up from a nap at six and like quarter after, right. and I was like, oh, that threw the and whole, I was sitting there, I yeah. was like, fuck, yeah, that threw and the whole. And I was sitting there, and yeah. I was driving, and then just the, all the little things kept yeah. building up. Mm-hmm. You know, someone just like, of course, there's like 15 cars turning where I'm yeah. supposed to turn left. Yeah, like, yeah, yep. everything, damn it. everything yeah. that could be happening yeah. is yeah. happening. Yeah, I've. There's been so to like to talk on that, like the anger that that like outward anger towards those people. I've had to tell my mom. I've had to tell my girlfriend. I've had to tell so many people in my life like I'm I know that I don't understand what's happening to me right now. And I know that if I I would just like it would lash out. It would Mm -hmm. be anger. Mm -hmm. It would be I wouldn't. It wouldn't be coherent. It wouldn't be how <laughs> right. I really truly. It's feeling. my anxiousness yeah. Yeah. that's doing so, like, it. It's you, not you. You have to let me be angry by myself and figure it out. Yep. And, right. and, yeah. and then I can come back when I'm not angry yep. or not tense or not in you know freaking out, and I can explain to you what happened. Yeah. And that is always a really hard dance to dance with people is like you gotta i know i'm mad and i know you want to do something but you have to let me go so that i know for me and then i can come back for right you. nobody's right. going to understand the way my mind works better than me boom yeah so and i'm if, going and if to you know how know, to fix it right then that's the worst part so yeah. you can't possibly but, any, yeah. but, no one but else at the same time know, then you just go down a spiral i'm gonna be the only one that can figure it right. out right so just give me that time let me be and when i know <laughs> i will be more than happy to let you know but yeah. until then, I'm going to be an asshole. Yeah. So I'm right. going to just stay away from it. Right. Let me put right. it this way, too, for anyone on the other side of this this argument, like the people that are And we appreciate out. you. Right. Yeah. And that's the yeah. big thing. We yeah. It's like a let's, thank you. I apologize that right. I'm like this way. And that's exa- let me put it this way. It's and not saying like, leave me alone. You right. Know? And like, Shane, I think you specifically will agree with the second half of this mm-hmm. statement. Um, let me preface by saying I am not a good person. I do not believe I'm a good person. And I, I never will, no matter how many times anyone yeah. says anything about me. No, none of us are good people. I am. Here. I am. I've told people before that I am. I am evil personified. I am. I am no good. There's nothing good about me. It's okay. Don't worry about me. Um, that being said, I have had to have two hour, three hour, four hour conversations on the phone in person with people that I care about deeply about this exact situation where, again, 
I understand you're reaching out and you want right. to help, but I I physically do not have the words to know what to tell you. Yeah. And it. and the worst part about it from our standpoint, and again, I don't want to speak for anyone else, yeah. but the worst part about it is I always feel bad having to do that because like yeah. I'm I am genuinely sorry yeah. that I don't know yeah. what I can tell you. Yeah. I don't know. No, like I, I can't give you answers that I don't personally have. You want to know what's wrong or wh- how you can help or I don't know because I don't know what's going on. I get really intense. It's not like I'm yelling or I'm like talking in a combative tone. I'm just very passionate about, I'm like, you know, I get very physical with my hand. The Italian starts to, and like, it's not that I'm mad or it's not that this is anger coming out towards you. It's that, or I'm not trying to yell at you. It's, I feel passion towards this. And so I'm putting that passion where I Mm -hmm. feel it is best like where it is raw. This for is, me, it's this the is frustration. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, the frustration coming out of myself that I can't understand what is going on, and I'm trying to figure it out. And you sitting here asking me what's going on is not helping. And literally, yeah. like, and I always I have tell the same people, question, right, yeah. right. And I always tell people when I know, I'll let you know. That's why, like, when I can tell you're in a funk, and when mm-hmm. you tell I'm in one, what do we do? Hey, you good? Yeah. No. Yeah. But I will be okay. Yeah. You need anything? Let me know. And th- th- that's all you need to do. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the thing too, because uh, to my knowledge. We, the four of us, individual, collective, never have had a conversation like this just openly with each other, right? Um, But we, I think, could all pick up that this is kind of the general way that we all are. We are similar in this vein. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, I can recall at least a time with each of you where it's been like, you know, the person's off. And like you want to give them that space because you've been in yeah. that, but and yeah. it's just yeah. like, it's just hey, but if you're good, yeah. I'm here. But yeah. it feels shitty if you're not if you're right. not doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like I'm sure to someone on the other side of that who doesn't deal with this, it's the bare minimum where it's yeah. like, oh, you don't care. You just said, hey, what's up? Are you okay? You didn't ask me about this or how you could help. It's like because that's not yeah. what I've experienced. Right. When, I don't, yes. when we're saying you good. That's us going, you need anything? Right. What's going on? Yeah, do you want to talk? Do you want to come over? That's us doing the most because right. yeah. we know that yeah. that is what the most can and be done. There, there's a there's a term for going back to what we were talking about, how you just can't really put words to things and there's mm-hmm. that emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called linguistic reducibility, where mm-hmm. it basically means that you're like, your vocabulary can just not comprehend yeah. Yeah, like what's happening. Um, yeah, That's a... So, talking again about the religious stuff about the ghost stuff about about this stuff it's gonna go back to drugs but i've taken always with drugs with the fucking <laughs> pot i I've, had to do it if he wasn't I've, going to i've yeah. taken shrooms before i've taken acid before there's something that comes with it and this is too it has like into like this the, the the healing stones and the spirituality of it all it's like there are definitely things that you cannot, your dumb little human brain cannot comprehend. Mm-hmm. And there, there are thoughts that can be had that or like, there are thoughts out there that can be had potentially at higher states or whatever, or when you die and you move on to the, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And it's just that inner monologue kind of talking. You can't conceptualize those thoughts. You can't verbalize like exactly what you're saying. You can't put those thoughts into work, but you know that it's there. You feel yeah. it. It's that raw, like, okay. And that's where the spirituality starts to boom, come into play. Boom, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's all very interesting. And there's, there, that's why there's been so many studies in the past with yeah. like psychedelics in the brain and how it affects yeah, behavior. Yeah. And, and that's the whole, like I, the whole psychedelic thing is like, uh, there was a point in time where I was like really big into it and totally loved the hippie dude, yeah. uh, Pauly Shore, Bio. Like I loved that. 
Uh, that any, was my... any 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 chance to bring up Paulie Shore? I love Shore. Dude, listen, Son-in-law, Son-in-law is a great I movie. I love Paulie Shore. It's a great movie. But I was totally like in that lifestyle for uh, you know I, I I soaked in it for a second. It's fun to kind of have that like lackadaisicality about yourself. Mm-hmm. Taking mushrooms and stuff like I've only taken it a couple times, and it was very much like I'm doing this to to experience the experience that can be had through you know to to do my research that scares right? the shit out of me same what that's that's the thing that so, turns me that off about it so for me so for me so for me for me it's it was like an unknown of and i always talk about this with my girlfriend it's about that initial reaction you have of like you hear unknown you hear new experience yeah. you hear is it good or is it ba- mm-hmm. is it that yeah. like do you look at it positively and like this could be fun or do you look at it like that's scary. that's why it's really know. dangerous to do it by yourself yeah. because if yeah. you think somewhat bad yeah it, and if it you can kind, completely it can ruin yeah. everything and yeah send there, the that shit that i've repressed you have to be very like for a reason and i'm uh, scared that okay. it's going to come out let yeah. me let me real quickly okay. just throw this in here too mm-hmm. when you talk about um a lot of these things with mm-hmm. psychedelics and i i know people personally that it has affected them to great negative lengths yeah. i know people yeah. personally that's yeah. affected them to positive lengths right, right? Yeah. however the thing that scares me the most if i were ever to try anything like that is yeah I and it goes back to even what we were just talking about about knowing that you're not okay and mm-hmm. I'm pr- trying to process it yourself. Mm-hmm. I know how my brain functions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kn- I know what I can right now comprehend and mm-hmm. what I cannot, or I, I guess I don't know what I can't, but I know my limit. I guess mm-hmm. right, as to what I need to to succeed and achieve. Right. Right. Um, these things are brain altering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the part that I'm afraid of. Uh-huh. I don't want to. I don't want to not be able to do something I could do before, right. or, just, or not even remember how I went about doing something I've done before. I've, and I, I know the argument a lot of the time is why I've never experienced that. That's I, you know I've only <coughs> it, yeah. it's, it's been a, a momentary yeah. thing. But at the same time, I, I personally know someone me. very very close to me who cannot even smoke weed anymore no, because they I, had a bad trip and yeah. because of it like so, they cannot breathe when they're around anything like that i'm gonna mm. say a name that you guys might be able to pick up on but jamar you know jamar mm-hmm. jamar mm-hmm. um uh oh i know exactly the story jamar, you're gonna talk about that's the first time football guy big uh, football guy that's from the first school. time i heard anything about that so so there was this guy who went to our high school and he was like our start. He was literally the golden boy of our high school. He was the oh, math yeah. teacher, high school coach's son. Mm-hmm. He was the star quarterback. All the girls like he was the dude. He right? was your stereotypical. If there was guy. a Zach Efron of right. your high school, if this there was, was him. Yeah. yeah. He went to college to play football. He got caught up in drug like he he already was like dealing with some mental shit. He got caught up in drugs. But an interesting point that I always like to come to is like he was very much always portrayed as this golden boy. He right. had this mm-hmm. title. The stigma, gro- yeah. He had the stigma growing up of like, this is going to be how you are and you're going to be mm-hmm. successful and it's going to be this way. And and so then he got caught up in like mushrooms and LSD and all like the crazy psycho act. You know, he got really deep into it in college. And now he's a complete, like he his life is in a completely different place and he's not on that path and he's burnt he's a very lot. low functioning he's he's very low functioning and he's burnt a lot of those bridges through like the school and stuff like that that he was very his family was very well connected in the school yeah. and so then in turn he was very well connected in the school right like openly burnt all of those bridges so oh. like 
it is definitely a very real the way that it's always been described to me and i like to think of it as is like so there's like the you know you have your third eye and it's in your forehead and that's you know your trip you see that that's the the stigma right is that you have like a the stereotype is that you have a third eye and that's your enlightenment eye and that's what connects you to the higher taking those mushrooms and taking the acid and stuff like that it opens your it opens that third eye a little bit but you don't want to open it so much that you get blinded by the light and you become rubbed up like a deuce in the middle of the night right you don't want to become a jmar you don't want to become like you don't you know you don't want to overdo it um but yeah i i've and like like I said, I've only done it a couple times and it's always been like controlled and I have like a safe space. And I because every time I am on a psychedelic, I know that it's like a, I'm taking I, I'm letting go and just whatever happens to me happens to me. I let mm-hmm. myself go like dumb brain. I'm just like, you know, I'm a child. Let me live in this play world for a couple of hours and like see what happens. I'll say this because a lot of the times and I, I hate both of these extremes. A lot of the times, um, people who are stoners, people who do hallucinogenics, people, anything but hard drugs, because like, again, fuck yeah. you, if you're a heroin dealer or doing heroin, you're a right. piece of shit, yeah. Yeah. you right. need help and you should seek it. Um, but man, that drug has to be the best feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I but mean, that's why it's so addictive. Yeah, right. But so, but, but anything regarding like hallucinogenics, regarding marijuana, anything like that, people get naturally a bad stigma about, oh, yeah. it's the burnout yeah. pothead, this, yeah. that, and the other, which again, there are those cases where yeah. people think marijuana yeah. is a personality trait. Yeah. And it's at that point where I'm like, I don't want to associate with you. Yeah. Right. To the other side of that. I am very publicly straight edge. I've never drank, smoked, I've done any kind of drug like that. Yeah. And that's my personal choice. But I also hate the stigma of people who are being like, well, they shouldn't do that. You're wrong for that. That's gross. Right, yeah. Don't, it's right. the vegan hating meat eaters. Yeah, it yeah. needs it needs to be said that like everybody is in charge of their own life when it comes yeah. to this. You are more than welcome to do whatever and your friends are more than welcome to do whatever. I just, anyone who is contemplating doing either of these cases know the risks and benefit going yeah right. yeah 100 yeah, like, know go that 100%. it's not going to be a beautiful dis- uh, it's going to be the the people that i thing you know yeah the people that i've done this with it, it's always very much a sense of like this is the power and we have yeah. to give it we have to give ourselves to this power for however long it may be it might be ride the uh, wave it might be a, a a really spiritual journey for jordan but then you know the three of us might be on some kind of crazy mythical adventure and it's like yeah. more funny for us or something like that and we and might want his life changing y- yeah but then for jordan it's like he has this epiphany and it's all everybody's doing their own thing with this collective uh uh psychosis that's right. going on have you, right have you heard the neurological or like psych psychological thing that's been going around i know there's a couple of ted talks about it and how um what you see and what your perception is a controlled hallucination mm. before i and that's uh, what your brain mm-hmm. considers when you're sober mm-hmm. and when you're just kind of there mm-hmm. yeah it says Interesting. Like, if a hallucination is an uncontrolled perception mm-hmm then perception is a controlled hallucination. Got you. So it's uh, when you agree, when you agree on a hallucination. So what you're seeing is yeah. called reality. Huh. So that's okay. That's a thing. That's some. I see that neurological and psych- even philosophical. Yeah, and that's and you know. that's like the thing that goes into the drugs is like you have to be very like 
positively open-minded of like, yeah, okay, if you're not, then yeah, if you take DMT or something like that and you run into like the DMT gods or whatever, you have to yeah. be like, okay, this thing is here to guide me. This thing is here to, I don't yeah, know. See, I wouldn't do that. I don't so know I what it is. That. It's like, yeah. A, yeah. And see, that's where like yeah. the difference, that's, that's the difference. That is the, at the end of the day, yeah, that, that terrifies me. I mean, that yeah, is the, right. if it terrifies and, you, don't do it. If for me, it's like, I would take DMT, and if I were to come across that, I have a very strong feeling in my heart that yeah. I would be like, okay, this thing is. Pro- I've heard the stories. This thing is probably just here to help. I'm gonna me. make this a thing really. Is just gonna guide. I'm gonna like, make a let me really big circle. Me. Okay. I'm gonna make a yeah. really big circle yeah. real quick. Having that experience, like for example, on DMT, like mm-hmm. you said, right, mm-hmm. and seeing these these hallucinated beings mm-hmm. or, or something. Out I've another, never I've never been plane. on DMT, but right. like that's the you see sure. these things that guide you. It's it's the, it's the gnomes, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> But like having these these other these other other otherworldly beings or these hallucinogens, yeah. Yeah. I see it the same way as I see a demon. I do mm. not want to see anything yep. on that plane. Yeah, I yeah. do not want to. I I, I, even no, I if it is that. completely real and exists and it's just out of my perception, I don't want to see anything on that plane where yeah, there a are... demon is here and it can harm me. I don't want right. to see anything on the plane of I am not in my proper headspace and yep. I don't know what's going on so, and there is a being here. Talking about schizophrenia must freak you yeah. out then i know schizophrenics that do lsd and it scares mm-hmm. the fuck out of me D- for D- them well dmt is an interesting just to talk about what you said for a second dmt is an interesting one because i've seen videos of people and like watched interviews of people who they take the dmt and it's literally it's a 15 it's a 10 minute thing they smoke feels like they, they smoke five it. hours well to them. no it feels like lifetimes yeah. like i remember when i did acid the way that me and the people that i did at by the way did acid once will only ever do it once because it was so crazy mm-hmm. it genuinely felt like i had lived multiple lifetimes and mm-hmm. like i know that i was in my backyard the whole time but it felt like it felt like seasons on a TV show were going by, and I was just you binge- told me about this. I was fucking like, WandaVision. Okay, yeah, binge, yeah, yeah. So, binge watching well, well, the seasons. That's why he likes Marvel well, so much. Well, I got um, there's this one thing about this guy who had a bad acid trip, and he was uh, he was describing it like this, and it's kind of like this. He says he felt like he was in a giant clock, and um, each little dot, each clicking, each second was the equivalent of a human life. Yeah, yeah. And it living will... and dying was part of that eternal chain Jesus and the clock was tracking all of it. It will good. go. So, and yeah. like you start I'm to good. overanalyze yeah. and you, you will like have one pattern of thought and then you'll zoom out and it'll be another completely pattern of thought and then 20 minutes later you'll zoom back in I'll and have Minecraft. that same. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I'll zone out to some Minecraft or Slime I'll Rancher. Go, but my, yeah. my thing with DMT, the thing that I was saying with DMT is like there will be people who will smoke it It'll be a 15 minute altercation for like the real world, what we see. Yeah. They'll come back saying like, I lived multiple lifetimes. And the biggest thing that I've seen a couple of people say is like, I got too much. I know too mm-hmm. much. There's, I got too much knowledge in my brain. I don't need this mm-hmm. knowledge. Like it's just too much for my human Shit brain. That they can't fathom. Yeah, it's right. too much for my human brain to handle. I wish I wouldn't have done it because of the amount and, of information and, I got. And, and that is something that always like, with DMT specifically, with mushrooms, with like acid, I said I don't really, but like let I know me, that those things aren't gonna. Let me contradict myself mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. I I stated that you know I don't like the extreme on either way of yeah. writing something off that's not your lifestyle just because it's not your lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. However, other than the hard drugs, again, take mm-hmm. that out of the equation because obviously, and people shouldn't agree with that. So yeah. Let's let's make that clear. Like you should, probably shouldn't be doing hard drugs. Yeah. Right. right. Okay, yeah. so hallucinogenics, acid, weed, LSD, DMT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
The one thing that I will advise against, maybe even to my ignorance, because obviously I've never tried it, mm-hmm. is is LSD or acid. Mm-hmm. Like just because I have heard too many stories of people being permanently changed for it for yeah, the worse, yeah, yeah. that I I just highly also advise against it. Sketchy well, because nobody really knows where it comes from. The too. the way that I've it's always been described to me, and the way that I look at it after taking both is like, it sounds really dumb, but acid is like Star Wars mushrooms is like lord of the rings Hmm. mushrooms is a lot more i i took mushrooms in colorado in the mountains and it was genuinely one of the most beautiful like i was in nature and i got to see like the clouds looked really nice and i remember i was closing my eyes and i was seeing like uh uh like the 70s color patterns but it was the Mm -hmm. outline of the mountains kaleidoscope yeah yeah, it it was really like it was a lot more i was one with nature you know that kind of thing acid i remember i was sitting in my lawn chair i looked up and the stars were it was like when you close your eyes and you see a bunch of different colors yeah but they were all shooting past like up in the sky Mm -hmm. and it felt as i was looking up it felt like i was in a rocket ship like going up into the sky and it was the most intense and like i was looking across the campfire and i saw my friend's face like elongating and like almost melting like it's it was so intense and an acid will uh-huh. last like 10 12 hours mushrooms yeah. is only like yeah. four hours right yeah. so with mushrooms it's like okay a couple hours of my day are gonna go by it's gonna be weird i'm gonna go into this weird side mission adventure thing with acid it's like i'm taking half all yeah day. all day or half of my entire being awake to and then like the come down you have to think of a come down come down on acid i remember i was watching a seth rogan movie and like the whole day i just felt off i felt really like not depressed not gray or mute yeah, but the very like the hangover kind of like pa- like parallel to reality or like like horizontal to reality and it was very but then mushrooms is just kind of like I felt a little tired and then I watched Coco and I felt okay. Like no, nothing, you know, like <laughs> I, I yeah. cried at the end. Yeah. 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 Like just, with mushrooms, it's very much like I, I yeah. know what's happened. I get like little silly and laughy colors start coming mm-hmm. in and I'm in, I, I like to be outside. I like to be with people I love. And then like, and it goes away after a while. I know that it'll go away. Acid. I could see yeah. the feeling if you take I, a lot of it not going away. This isn't ending, you I, know? I will say when it comes to like creative mindsets and stuff like that, acid definitely has boosted a lot of people. Like yeah. when it comes to like doing creative stuff, like there, art there, music. There but can be that, like it, there are very specific niche, like it will yeah. help you, you know, in that situation if you're that kind of person but, doing that kind of thing. But there's... This one topic that I know every most people know about it, mm-hmm. but I have like you try to look it up on YouTube. You try to look it up if there's any talks or any documentaries about it. Right. But how people with like schizophrenia and autism, how they're really good at one particular art subject. Yeah. Yeah. Like, damn yeah. it. They'll they're hyper focused. Did I, did have I their, take uh, your topic? No, I was just saying, damn oh, it, I'm autistic. But there's um, my, my friend Noah. Uh, you've met a him. savant. His, yeah, it's yeah, called, his, it's yeah, called yeah, a yeah. savant. His. His, uh, his aunt used to work at a psych ward and um, he said there was this one patient that had, that had severe schizophrenia and um, when he wasn't in his room or he wasn't just like doing daily activities, yeah. they had a piano for him that he would sit and without music, um, he said, she said that he would be playing like the most beautiful piano pieces like you would ever hear mm-hmm. and he was like, angelic, nobody, nobody taught him yeah. whatsoever wow. and he just yeah. sat there and he just got put into that place 
and it just like there are yeah it's like you, there's someone with autism who's knows you you like i've seen there was a kid who went to our school <laughs> this is why i don't do drugs oh yeah i wasn't high during this I was just being you, real you, stupid. No, I think you were tripping a little bit. I was not. Can I, I can I share a story about yeah, that's me with the long hair, by the way. I yeah. love it. Wow. <laughs> and Jordan, you might know this story because yeah. it involves a a wrestler. Love this. So there's a reason okay. why I will never even like I would never consider doing heroin anyways. Yeah. But just like the reason why I'm completely turned off on it. So Sean Waltman, X Pac. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. He I shares a story going. about how when he was really deep into heroin. He got so fucked up on it, he stood in the same spot for a week, mm -hmm. and it didn't feel like a week. So That's the only insane. reason he got out of it is because another wrestler, Steve Blackman, went to come check up on him. He was standing there so long, the blood in his body went down to his feet, and his shoes were busted Damn. because of the pressure. Yeah. That's and Steve insane. Blackman basically had to like kick his ass to get him out of it, which like legit MMA yeah. guy, Steve yeah. Blackman. Yeah. And then he went to the hospital. And I believe since then he's been clean. Yeah. That's but like X-Pac is like, see what you want about pro wrestling. Yeah. X-Pac is a fucking athlete. Oh, yeah. The dude kept yeah. up with everybody. Dude tore his anus in the ring. Right. right? So and like finished <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but <laughs> we were so, also finished the match. <laughs> so so like th this dude's like very good athletic yeah. in good shape. And it fucked him up that bad i don't need to get that yeah that's yeah. fair that's fair i uh just watched i've been really big into like because it's sprouting it's getting it's trending popular but like gonzo style people going out of man on the street style interviews of like sketchy places or yeah i saw channel five yeah channel five stuff like that um i saw one it wasn't channel five but they went to like the most drug-ridden city in chicago or something like mm -hmm. that and they were talking about how the the people there on the streets it's so like unpoliced and stuff like that they'll the they're handed out like samples so that they get people hooked first of all yeah but then they'll find like oh this person od'd and died and they bought it from this person mm -hmm. they'll start buying from that person mm -hmm. because it's so the strong. high the high was so good that they od'd and there will be people that like give the narc like because cops in those cities pass out narcan to the public janice Joplin, and so like the public will narcan these people and they'll be mad that they saved them because that, they killed their high yep, and they yep. can't once once you narcan someone they can't get that they can't get high off heroin again they they traced the heroin that was found in janice joplin to the dealer and it was a string of people within two weeks that had all died from the same like wow. batch yeah mm. yeah it's it like that is one of those things again where i talk about you know yeah i'm open to taking these drugs i'll take i have a positive there are definitely drugs that like cocaine and stuff like that. The high is just too nice. Like I know that I would probably think anyone in this room would probably think that the high is just too nice to not stop. I mean, there's a you know? there's a dude that I know back in Arizona that um he says that every time he drinks heavily in order to stay awake and not black out, he would just do coke and he would just be up for the whole rest of the night and he'd still be like conscious and like not blacked out let me let me so. say this and maybe it's selfish right mm -hmm. and i think it is probably very selfish there are as and you know as much as i've said about uh respecting people's lifestyles mm -hmm. and just letting them live for them there are points with three people that i have been mad at them each individually not like mad at them yeah but more like worried mad just because i have seen um choices they've made at certain points in their life 
and have had the fear of, I swear to God, if you die from this, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be livid because yeah. I I refuse to be, um, I refuse not to be the first one of my friend group to die. Yeah, <laughs> that has to be me. Yeah. yeah, that is that is going to be me because I am not going to be able to handle anybody else getting lowered into the ground. So that that first spot is mine. Yeah, oh. yeah, I um, I die. <laughs> I, I, I died i died today I died. that being said though like if you are or know somebody who is doing or addicted to hard drugs there's always help for that yeah there's always, and, and yeah. you should do their best to, to seek it or advise it yeah yeah it's like that, that's not somewhere yeah. anyone should be do your do your same part. with alcohol too do your part if you can and the best help that you can find for people like that are the recovering addicts yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah all very true it's it's so it's just so crazy to me that like and then there's that there, mindset of people that don't want to quit it's like they don't know what i'm going through well do, yeah right there are the do you guys know the did, sorry to cut you no, off do you know the either. orange juice story is that something like folklore that has gone around or is that a genuine story the no, orange I juice story. I don't know what you're acid making. in the orange juice story no you guys maybe continue mm-hmm. okay so i was told and again i i swear i've heard this from someone else too mm-hmm. so it, it might have been folklore mm-hmm. um but i was told by my cousin at one point when i was probably in middle school that he knew someone that would do acid every day of the week and it got to the point where it was so bad that the dude had a bad trip Mm-hmm. And thought that he was a glass of orange juice, mm-hmm. and was afraid that if anyone came near him or touched him, that he was going to spill, and it permanently fucked him up to the point where he could not be around anybody. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that mm. story before. I don't know if that's like yeah, I've never folklore, heard that. or yeah, but I've heard that, that I've heard that story before. Okay, um, woof. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like it can really fuck up your brain, or it can. The high can really be that good that you don't want to stop, you know, like that you can't get yourself to stop. So it's like you got to be able to respect those drugs. You got to be able to respect you like uh, I see your power and <laughs> I right. choose not to go near it. Yeah, you know, I know, like, know what you're getting into. Yeah, that, that yeah. ain't for me, Chief. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Uh, so let me let me ask something real quick, kind yeah. of off topic, mm-hmm. but with the anxiety and everything that we've talked about. Yeah. Who in I'm not saying they did it the whole time, but anybody in here, when your mom was pregnant with you, did they smoke or smoke before? Um, smoke before smoke my mom before. did. Yeah, yeah smoke my, before. my mom did. To my knowledge, at least. Okay, yeah. because I have everyone, theory, I have a theory yeah. on that. I I think I think that has to do with the anxiety and ADHD, different things like that. I can I take it. That, that. we I want to look into that. Look Is into there that. research to that? I don't believe so. I mean, I can get but, down with that. that but makes everybody a lot of that sense. I've spoken to. When I have had these conversations, I just so happen to work it in and ask. They have anxiety and depression. And their parents smoked or yeah. their mom smoked. Yep. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That That's like as believable to me as like the royal family killing the princess Diana. So pretty believable. Yeah. It's pretty. That makes sense. I mean, it's, it's, it, ties, it ties it ties enough together. I'd say 90% yeah. of the people, they were like, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, well, let me let me yeah. put it. Let me put a little bit more on. Let me put some sprinkles on that. too. Okay. Just just to mm. just. And maybe this is just me. It seems like, and there. Don't get me wrong. There's many, many, many different forms of depression, anxiety, stress, all that yeah. stuff. Now, yeah. no one is exactly the same. Right. No one is going to have the same experience. However, it seems like, at least from this conversation, that we all are very similar in the ways that we experience anxiety, stress, depression, mm-hmm. yeah. at least to a degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, with that being said, I, I think smoking may cause a certain kind or after effects of smoking may cause a certain certain specific kind of depression, anxiety, stress, 
because I definitely know people who have depression, whose parents weren't smokers, neither of them. Mm. And I, I know from experience with said person that when they go through as a period of depression or a low point that is very different from when I do. And again, is everybody it, is, everybody it like is more different. severe. No, like it affects them more no. severely. No. Okay. Almost, almost differently. Just like it, it's more so. And again, everybody's different. Everybody yeah. expresses yeah. differently and it could just be someone not choosing to express. So I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth right. or, or say things for anyone. But it could just be from from what I have experienced in the conversations I have had, it's more so like what people describe depression as. Mm. Just sad, down, melancholy, no motivation. Whereas to my personal experience, it's like it's that, yeah, but it's also I can't breathe. Right. I feel like mm. I'm held mm. down. Like I all these things that like my body just shuts down completely. Whereas to like I'm at work and I'm making Snapchats that I'm sad, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that it, because it, it's, it's, there's not under, it, it's one of those now where everybody's depressed and nobody's depressed. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's become so commonplace now where that's like OCD. You know how many people I know that say that they have OCD, but they don't actually have OCD or ADHD yeah. or ADHD yeah. because it, it's I, I, I am one s- point away. I took the test. I am one point away from having ADHD. Mm. Uh, mm. I was wow. I was tested the other day. Very studied nice. hard. I studied <laughs> hard. I, I passed. It wasn't it was an open but, book. But I think I think it, it's I almost trendy right now. Ah. So yeah. people people will just be like, oh, yeah, no, I have this, 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 this. Yeah. Now, like, no, there there there's a difference between having. Uh, you know, being anxious about something uh-huh. yeah. and having anxiety. Yeah. There is a difference. And I'm not sitting yeah. here going, I'm high and mighty. Right. But it, because it goes back to what Jordan said, people handle things differently. Right. You know, I always go back to when my dad left. Some people, when their dad, you know, a parent leaves, it's the saddest fucking moment of their life. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. for me, I'm like, yay, I'm free. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. like it, it's just different the way that people handle things. Yeah. But there and and I guess but at the same time, We've all dealt with it pretty much our entire lives. Right. So we know how to go about it. We didn't have people sitting there going, it's okay to be yeah. sad. We had yeah. people going, or fucking get over it. Or, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I, well, I, so that's, I had people forcing pills. There's That's something that I get into with like how people talk is like you have to learn. Yeah, you learn English. You learn Japanese. You learn Spanish. You learn, you learn these English. Di- you learn these different Spanglish. English. You learn these different languages and like you think you know how everyone in America talks. But I have to learn how Jordan talks. I have to learn how Evan talks. I have to learn how Jake talks. Right. I have to learn that language. I have to learn your language to really understand the message that you're trying to convey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same thing applies to how you feel your depression and the way that you handle anger and the way you handle anxiety and the way you have to learn how it's like, I have to learn how I work so that I can explain to you how I work so that you can understand how I work. You know, I have to understand why I'm anxious so that I can tell you why I'm anxious. I have to be depressed for a second so that I can relate to you why I was depressed. And then we can all understand. It's you have to, be able to learn that person and you have to be able to learn yourself yep. equally. And then you have to be able to like communicate both sides of that. You have to be able to understand their side of it and why they want to. And you have to be able to convey your side and why you are doing what you're doing or whatever may have you on the flip side mm-hmm. in this, in this modern day where there is, I, and I, I do think uh, there is a lot more genuine depression 
Um, I, yeah, be I, it factors that are with technology, I think it's with, I think with previous generations, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. I do think there is a significant spike, and the statistics are right in that. Yeah, fun part about that is you can you can spend ten minutes with someone you don't know or a friend you haven't seen in a while. You can you can pick up on like yeah no they probably have some stuff they're going through with yeah, how many times not, they make the dark joke yeah, right they're not they're right. not doing too good are yeah. they like I can tell they're probably not doing too good today yeah you, you meet someone well that's the third Nazi joke in the yeah. last three minutes yeah. what's going on yeah. you want to talk just yeah. this show yeah. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um yeah you can pick apart those things pretty right but to that and I had this conversation with you a couple nights ago Evan mm-hmm. I think um and again it, it, it's really more so about the medical system not doing what it should and just throwing pills at it to try mm-hmm. and fix people yeah. and mm-hmm. be quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody at least at some point in their life goes through or has depression. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is a normal thing, especially in teenage and adolescence. Mm-hmm. I think that is a completely normal thing yeah. to experience. You're trying to figure shit out. It's the, now, you don't now, know. now don't get me wrong. If you are having suicidal thoughts or actions or tendencies, you should seek help. Talk yeah. to someone, see a therapist, right. reach out. However, it is completely normal to not like yourself, to be confused, yeah. to be yeah. in this depressed state. Yeah. Everyone yeah. goes through it, and the answer to it isn't going to the doctor and having pills thrown at you all the time. Yeah, it's, it's yep. living through. There I always is. tell myself, you got to go through it, not around. Yeah, you have to go a, through uh, these things, not around. Right. All of it. You have to like live through that depression to you know. There's there's a short book that I read, and it's, it's kind of Mind Comp. It's kind of a newer <laughs> one out. Yeah, it's called Mind Comp. No, there's it's, a Nazi um, joke. <laughs> <laughs> It's a short book. It's about uh, 50, 70 pages, but it's super small. And it's called uh, The Dip. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's about knowing when to quit, knowing when to stick. And it's basically, it starts out, um, whenever you're going like through something, it starts out kind of in the middle. And then for a long time, there's always going to be that huge crash. Yeah. yeah. That's in the yeah. middle of that. Yeah. And the people that actually make it through... There's different types of, um, like I usually say, quitters and people that stick. Um, and that's it really applies to a whole bunch of things is that you have to be not really obsessed with getting out of it. Yeah. But it's... You have to be looking towards yeah. that. I've always uh, described... I think what you're talking about is this sentiment that I've had in my brain of... I explained it to one of my friends who was going through something and I was talking... Life is like hills and valleys. There are hills and valleys, and when you're going down that hill, you have to like look up and be like, okay, well, uh, you know, or like I'm going up this hill, it's really hard, but I'm going to have this valley that's going to be really easy to walk down, or I'm going to, yeah, literally that. Like you yeah. have to be, I'm in this, but it's going to be good when I'm going up, when I'm at the top of that hill, it's going to be great. And I know that I'm just in this dip, right? Like you, I'm in this shitty part right now. That's what PTW is all about. So, yeah. So let me, let me ask you guys this each individually. Given the hills and valleys, mm-hmm. are you an optimist or a pessimist? More often than the time, do you see yourself going, oh, things are going well. I know that it's something bad is coming up and it's going to be bad for a while. Or are you in the? Are you more so the person who's in the dip and going, okay, well, it's got to turn around soon. It's going to turn around soon. I'm more so of an op- optimist. Yeah. In a lot I, think, of cases. I think I'm like, it's got to turn around. I got to be. Because yeah. for me, it's like a. I got to be okay. Like, I, I know that I'm going to be okay through this, so I just have to be okay to get yeah. through this to be okay, so I'm okay, so okay. You know, it's... It, and it's kind of selfish, but, like, I'll see other people's, and they, they've gone through, like, way shittier things than me, and I'm like, this is kind of, you know, what I'm kinda right. going through right now is, I know it, it really sucks, but I mean, like, 
you know, I'll live through it. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. I that that's a that's a tough question because it's me. circumstantial. Well, yeah, yeah, but I. Yeah. Okay, so I I have a weird way of viewing things. So rather than like, I'm very resentful, but I take that resent, and I use it as motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I I literally have like a list Spite. in the back of my head of all the fucking people that have wronged me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like the ego <laughs> it might be i don't know mm-hmm. but so like every time i i i, I do something at ptw it's to prove them wrong yeah and mm-hmm. so i i don't know if that would be at mm-hmm. the top or at the bottom but i'm i'm always you know i guess even when i'm in a low swing i'm going eh, okay i'll get out of it just don't know when but like 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 i said i live like i remember a kid in ninth grade that like told me i wouldn't make it in broadcasting like i still remember that fucking dude we're not blown anyway right right and i don't yeah i don't even though they fucking (laughs) called me back fuck them but like you're the four truck guy right right (laughs) but like like, i remember that kid in ninth grade telling me that i wouldn't make it in broadcasting. i still remember his face i remember the fucking room he said it in i remember the class i remember the tone of voice he said it and it's not like I hope when he hear and I know it doesn't affect him, but I hope when he hears my name on the fucking radio, he's like, "Oh shit, I was wrong." Or like even like yeah, with yeah, yeah. right, like it, with my There's dad specifically. Taking souls yeah. is what like, uh, right. David Goggins says. Taking <laughs> souls and digging holes. Yeah, but like I, I hope when like that family member that did me wrong, or my dad, you know, yeah. whoever it might be, mm-hmm. that person who wronged me, I hope every time they hear my fucking name on the radio, it makes their skin fucking crawl yeah. and that's mm-hmm. why i work as hard as i do mm-hmm. is to show those fucking people first of all fuck you yeah. because not only am i better without you i'm succeeding without you yeah. yeah so you didn't have the effect that you thought you did on me so fuck you there you go so i don't know how that mm-hmm. would factor in the dip I don't know, but like, yeah, yeah. is angry yeah. an option? I, I have you're like you're really climbing up that fucking hill. Like, always, like, yours, like, uh, yours and I like, th- and there are sometimes I probably dig myself deeper because of how much <laughs> I am. Di- that was funny yeah. about how much I am digging. So I probably do dig myself deeper, but I always work my way out of. It. Yeah, you're you're, you're yeah, climbing was... up that hill like ferocious. <laughs> yours you're is like, like ah. mine turned up to eleven. So I have a cheat answer. Um, I'm very much the the pessimist. Mm-hmm. I am very much of, oh, things are going very well. This has been a very good, productive week. I can't wait to see how things go wrong. I know it's coming, so I'm going to yeah. make the most of it while it is good. That's yeah. fair. But I know things are coming and they're going yeah. to be bad. However, yeah. knowing this, having this in mind, when I get to that, that valley, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that there aren't a good span of time in there where I am significantly in the valley because that is normal. But having the knowledge of it, if 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 we're talking peaks and valleys, it's a waveform. Yeah. When it gets to the valley, I am a straight line through the bottom of it, where I'm very much just staying afloat. Yeah, where it is. That's a very. That's a very. That would be like a, a stoic mindset yeah. of like where I know it's good right now, but it could be bad. So yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. And when it is bad, I'm I'm in the mindset of I know it's bad, but I just have to make it through until Boom. something yep. turns that's around. A very, yep. That's a very stoic of like. I know that things are okay right now, but they could be. So I'm going to keep myself at ease. It's like uh, when I get into a car, I'm always trying to remind myself, like, I could die. This mm-hmm. could be yeah, this yeah, could yeah, be yeah. the time that yeah. I die. It doesn't matter if I'm buckling up my seat. You know, 100 million times I've driven, turn on that car, could be the time. Can you know, we get on the road? Could be the time. Just because you brought up, can we talk about PTW some more? 
because yeah. I, I it's something that you told me a couple of years ago now, and I've always really admired it because it's it's essentially like living by that motto, right? right. And sticking to it. Yeah. Um, hell yeah. Got the wristband. Do you, where'd you get that? That was you, buddy. No. Do you guys have anything like that or like a motto or mantra or just like something that you keep in the back of your mind? That like keeps you <clears throat> I was gonna, in that mindset. I was gonna bring this one up earlier. I've always had the rule of threes, is what I call it. Um, you told me about this too, yeah. Yeah. Will I be okay in three minutes? Will I be okay in three days? Will I be okay? Like three hours, three. I go yeah. in increments of three, three months, three years, and it's like the the closer I the closer it is. If I will be okay in three hours, then it's not that big of a deal. If I will be okay in three months, it's like, okay, well, I got some work to do, but it's not the end of the world. If it's three years, it's like, okay, saddle up. We got a lot to do. Right. We got work to do. Let's, let's, you know, let's figure this out. Let's work through this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always done the, the rule of threes and it always, it's one of those things where it's like that religious piece of like, yeah. I know that, okay, I'm going to be like, yeah, it sucks dick right now. This is the worst possible thing that's ever happened to me. I hate my life. I want to shoot myself in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. But in three weeks, I'm probably going to be okay. So is it yeah. really that big of a deal? That's a really cool mindset to no, have too. No, it's really not that big of a deal. So I try to like, it, it's again, it's about, you have to be able to zoom out and like see all perspective, learn people language, you know, it's. Evaluate. Yeah, mm-hmm. evaluate. Yeah. That's a rule that's of smart. Threes. That's That's been yeah. my, I've carry that one with me for a I, while. I don't even know where I got it from. I just That's cool. Yeah. Uh for me, it kind of goes a little bit into a um a little bit of a I can kind of back into like a religious thing again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But um the one thing that kind of always sticks to me is I remember hearing it one time on like a YouTube video of like a a pastor or a priest saying it or something like that. But he says that uh he go into he says that God can be really quiet sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And that that every time like something really shitty is going on through, and I feel like nothing's happening, yeah. that kind of sticks in the back of my mind. I'm like, hmm. He's just being oh, quiet. I like that one too. Yeah. Just being quiet. Yeah. Got you. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I've I've two, um, and one's really kind of fucking depressing, uh, and I don't really like to talk about it. Um, yeah. But it's it's more so like when I'm in the lowest of low. This is mm-hmm. my mindset of I am a Christian. Yeah. And you know you might not agree with my beliefs. Um, but to me, there is a heaven, there is a life after this. Mm -hmm. And as a Christian, I don't believe that you can achieve getting there by taking the easy way out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and the thing that kind of, when I'm at my absolute fucking lowest has got me is I'm going to see my mom again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that is not Mm -hmm. how that is going to be achieved. Um, recently on a lighter note, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. I have had the mindset of doing it my way. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it applies a lot to broadcasting and, and to life in general, whereas it might not be the conventional way and I'm going to make mistakes and there's mm-hmm. going to be times where I'm at that absolute low. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm going to take comfort in knowing that I did this my way right. and that's, everything that I have achieved is because of that. That's the that's the Frank Sinatra song. Right. I, yeah. always, think yeah. that, I always think that same thought when I, when I hear the Frank Sinatra song because it's like you hear that in his voice of like, you know, he whatever the lyrics are, he left and had a few, but... I don't know. I don't know. Regrets he had a few, but then it gets yeah, too yeah, few yeah. to mention. But the, the, it's like, yeah, you feel that of you. You did it the way that you want. You, the, the so way. you're not going to have regret. I have had a few. Uh, Fuck. 
<laughs> he did it his way, though. You walked he in. Did it. He did well, no, but, it his way. No, but so, I, but I get what you're saying. It's, it's a way of looking at regrets. It's a way of looking at the mistakes and, and looking at the yeah. lows and yeah. trying to like yeah. preemptively yeah. stop myself from no. going to the so, low. So I get that one 100%. Go, go. I, I was just going to say, so like, and maybe it's a fucking ego thing, too, where it's you look at the people that people that are idolized or people that I even view as heroes today, mm. like fucking look around the goddamn room and it's yeah. a bunch of fucking musicians, right? right? So <laughs> Plus Elvis, we were making the joke about it earlier. Yeah, he's dead. dead. He's dead. <laughs> they're all yeah. fucking dead. Uh, yeah. But like fucking Elvis, Kurt Cobain, whatever have you, right? Take these people and the reason that they're still talked about to the day and still like have documentaries and biopics and books and all these, these different stories and, and all the stuff that people have to say about him is because it was unconventional right yeah. mm-hmm. you, a, a white man singing black music on the mm-hmm. radio mm-hmm. was not the way that you got famous was not the yeah. way that you wrote music yeah. was not the way that you performed yeah but and he did it because he wanted to and now look where he's at right and so like i i internet radio may not be the way to go and turning down certain opportunities to do internet radio might not be the yeah. way to go but I have my show that is my brand, that is right. my concept, that mm-hmm. is on a platform that I made. And that is something at the end of the day that, hey, you know what? If I fucking died tomorrow, at least there was this. And I can say that I was mm-hmm. responsible for how this turned out. So going off of the PTW thing, going back to mm-hmm. that. So there are, there is something that I say to myself probably 50 times a day when I'm really starting to lose my shit. And it's the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I I say that so much, like especially if I'm at work and the bosses are being fucking idiots, mm-hmm. and I know that they're wrong, and everybody around me knows that they're wrong, but I got to do it anyways. Serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity, except things that cannot change, things that can, the wisdom of the difference, all that, right? Yeah. And then going back to the regret thing, the kind of doing it my way, it, and it's a detriment at times, mm-hmm. but I will purposely put 150 200% into something just so when I look back at it if I walk away from it for my ex when I walked away from it it's because I did everything I could probably did way more than I should have yeah Mm -hmm. way more than I should have and it's not just in relationships it's with work it's with school it's whatever but I probably put way too much into it but I'm not gonna have that six months from now where I'm looking back going well, what if I did this? Mm-hmm. I know for a fact I did everything that I could have done. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. I felt that way about it. I didn't mm-hmm. want to leave, but I did everything that I could. Mm-hmm. Ironically enough, six months later, I get a call to come back. So it's just one of those that and, and there's a few different things that could work out from that. Mm-hmm. You're either going to know that it wasn't supposed to happen or that wasn't your time to do that. Or that situation is going to know that you were willing to do that and you're willing to do it again. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be brought mm-hmm. back into that situation because it's something that's right yeah. for you. Yeah. And that's what I, I think people get discouraged way too quickly. I'm not saying to put 200% into something because as I said, it, it, yeah, it's it, kicked my ass a few times. Yeah. But it's one of those where if it's something that's supposed to work out, it might work out a year from now. It might not yeah. be until 10 keep... years down the, down the line. Yeah. Yeah. But it will always stick in that person's mind or that situation's just idea, that aura of that situation, yeah. that that's what you put out there. Yeah. And eventually what you put into it, you're going to get back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I might be wrong. I don't yeah. know. So far, it's worked out for me for no, the most that's part. A, that's a sentiment that I've shared with Jordan before yeah. about like, you know, I see, I feel like you're the heart. I see 
so much like back end of this stuff and it's like i'm full believer that you know this is going to be huge and and we're going to look back in 15 years and be like mm-hmm. damn remember when we did that like that was crazy <laughs> that we you know, it's going to get canceled next week you know, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, going to make air yeah, i would say the n-word is going to be <laughs> <laughs> so how about those nazis <laughs> but okay and then this is another good question that i had too um just wrapping back to ego and stuff yeah do you guys ever feel you have to humble yourself with your 100 percent all do you time i i in the last maybe like three years something like that i've really maybe even longer than that like four years i've had to like keep my like just watch my ego more like you know be more apparent of how my ego takes over my personality or Mm -hmm. how it may react yeah how it may affect my reaction to something from someone else or something like that and i have to like it feels like this big elephant in my brain that yeah. I have to always look at. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Are you, are you breaking anything? Are you doing anything great? Like, yeah. are you, I have to make you, do I have to make you smaller? Can I let you get, okay, you're getting a little big. That's fine. It's not a, like a real issue. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, hold on. Someone said something. Okay. Get a little smaller. Get, make this elephant a little smaller. Now, mm-hmm. you know, like I feel like, and it's cause it's, I, I feel like it's important. It makes you less of that. I'm actually guy that I yeah. was talking about, you know, like, you have to at least i for me have to like watch my ego a lot and it's one of those things where i was talking about you have to zoom out and see other perspectives i have to zoom out and like look at even myself in that situation and be like was this my ego is this how was i being too much of this was i taking this the wrong way and doing the wrong it's very evident uh especially for me because of where i work and anybody i don't know if it's listening that's been in the military and that has been like and has gotten out or any yeah. veterans or anything yeah. like that there is up in the upper leadership spectrum mm-hmm. i'm talking like the senior ncos and in the like officer area yeah that level of ego in that bubble is so huge really and they do not give i mean you know, you know how that whole stereotype of like you're you know they're a little pawn in their little game mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. it is so incredibly evident when you see how many snakes there are that like you work for how many Mm -hmm. people that try to act like they're nice Mm -hmm. and but that's something that that, i've been like snakes in the grass that that sentiment Mm -hmm. of you got to watch for snakes in the grass you really you really do like as and maybe it's just i'm getting older now and seeing it more with you are old as shit when i'm when i'm interacting with more people as well as jake yeah fuck off yeah but like you gotta watch you gotta watch out for snakes in the grass you gotta be able to you know there's this there's this one quote that i always remember and it's from um (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if it was actually in quota, but it was. Do you remember that old hist- history show about the Bible? Not old history show, but it was like it was the series, like the Ancient. TV series. Oh, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, there's. The I know one, what you're talking about. Yeah. There's, there's the one thing I remember. I think it was when, like, when Jesus meets Matthew or something like that, and how he, you know, he's a tax collector and he was like super. I guess you could say like money driven, selfish, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I remember. Gosh, back to it. jesus saying that it was like a, i'm not sure if in the bible i think it was just tv that mm-hmm. they said it was a really good life lesson yeah it's um anybody who praises themselves will be humbled but anybody who humbles themselves will be praised yes, yes. very nice yeah that struck yeah. with you yeah so you remember let, that let me so. let me i always hate i don't hate the question i hate answering the question mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it always makes it seem like i have multiple personality disorder um so let me backstory you knew me in elementary school yeah you knew me a little bit later middle school middle school i look back at and again it's kids being kids right 
But I look back at elementary school Jordan and even middle school Jordan to a degree where I was just this absolute piece of shit human being. And I mean, I was a kid and you learn, right? You learn how to be a person. He yeah. was the emo kid in yeah. school. <laughs> but like before but before that, I was just even a fucking menace. Like mm-hmm. I was obnoxious. I pushed people's buttons just to push people's buttons. I think now first, I do it on air. I think the first um, story I ever heard about you before I met you is that you punched somebody in the back of the bus. Probably. Probably. <laughs> honestly. Like I was just a, I was a bad kid. I was a terrible like if I was my parent or a classmate, I would have beat the shit out of me. Like I was Jordan's a, just acting out. I was a bad kid. That's all there is to it. And I was a shitty person. Like if that was an adult, that would be the absolute worst fucking person you could ever see. Yeah. And I, it took me until like senior year of high school to really start. Oh, it's not yeah. like I'm telling a personal story or anything. Oh, yeah. but no, go ahead. Close your chips. My bad. <laughs> Brought to you by Lay's. My bad. Not sponsored by Lay's. But, but we'd, we'd like, like to be. be. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, we got one. Yes. <laughs> but so I, I, it really took me to like the, the senior year of high school where I started to realize like I should probably not be a fucking asshole about literally everything. Yeah. Like I don't know why I'm being so cynical to people I like. Like why yeah. am I doing that? Mm. Um, and really step back from that ego, right? Yeah. To liberal yeah. English teachers. Right. <laughs> like, why? This doesn't benefit anything. Yeah. Um, so to really step back from that ego. And the main problem now, right, is that I tried so long to just get rid of it and not mm-hmm. have the ego mm-hmm. become an adult, act like a fucking responsible adult, and yeah. have more empathy for the people around me, yeah. which is good. And you should. Yeah. But you should also have an ego about some things, right? right? right. Like my, my, yeah, yeah. my work is something that I will always have an ego about yeah, because I take very great lengths to make sure that this sounds good. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not sitting here with a fucking blue Yeti microphone and a fucking iPhone, yeah. right? Like, yeah. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Um, so that I will always have an ego in. The problem comes now where there is, and this is where people always ask me if I have multiple personality disorder, um, broadcasting. And it started before that. It started when um, we started doing music of having this different persona mm-hmm. of style is just Jordan, but turned to 11 and having more right. ego about things yeah. and being the devil's advocate and yeah. pushing the buttons and yeah. having that outlet of no, fuck you. I'm better than you. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's funny because I've had several conversations with people who met me from radio or heard me on air first or had met style and had a sit down conversation with me after the fact and went, you know, I just kind of thought you were a fucking prick, but like, I see that, I guess that's a bit now. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's just something you do. And right. like, for me at this point, it's just what I've done for a while now. Yeah. So I don't see a difference in it. It's okay. Yeah. I, I could be having, and it comes back to the anxiety and depression thing ever. I could be having the worst fucking day ever. But as soon as I go in, and this is what people again, don't understand that have reached out is, and it might be just a broadcasting thing. You can answer this too, but like, having that switch of just going into uh-huh. that persona. Like yep. I could be having the absolute worst fucking day yeah. of my life and not want to talk to anyone and be in that mood where I don't understand what's going on and I can't tell you because I yeah. don't know. But if I got a show that day at noon, I'm style. That yeah. that doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to play this song and talk about this and we're yeah. going to talk about Tommy Lee's dong. Right. Like I'm yeah. going to sound like I'm yeah. having fun because <clears throat> that is the job that I'm here to do. Yeah. This, this life that is having these issues is not Styles' life. That is not where this is affected. And it's it's weird to do this here because this is the one show, and I really, this is the point, I guess, Shane, mm-hmm. is to be off air. Yeah. Um, so this is literally the one show that I talk not as style. 
Yeah. And it's it's kind of weird to disassociate that. But mm-hmm. I don't, do you understand? What I that do. Is? I do. And the reason why. So uh, when I was at before I was a host and now I have to be newsman. Yeah. And robotic newsman. Mm-hmm. But going to the ego thing real quick. So it's strange. So when it comes to my work, I've always thought this. I'm shit. Everything I do is shit. And until otherwise, I am shit. Mm-hmm. And. I've just I've always thought that way. Like I ego isn't I was going to bring this up before, too, because you you brought up a good point. It's like you've got to have a dichotomy with your ego. Yeah. You've got to be able to be like, I needed my ego in this area. I need like and, I was talking about my elephants big over here uh-huh. and I need it to be big over here. And yeah. I like when it's big over here. But move it in this area. Uh-huh. I need my elephant to be a lot smaller. And, and I, I need and you got to like you got to have an ego sometimes right and you need to be that perfectionist you need to be that so that you can perform to your best of your ability that you know you have to that you know you can but also you don't want to kick that into overdrive in every aspect of your life and be that and that's every that's at everything be fifth grade jordan and that's that's what i struggle with so like i mean that was weird so like before when I was and, and it's really work related. So before when I was at work, I was supposed to be funny guy. I was writing bits. I was hosting. So I would I could carry a three hour show by myself, producing my own board, right. screening my own phone calls, literally at half an hour notice. Hey, I need you to host for the next two hours. Cool. Let's go. Now I have to be more straight laced. Good afternoon. I'm Jake. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and there has to be a certain confidence with that. But the issue is I got my bosses just beating me down every fucking chance they get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, if I still I'm not joking. If the other day it was my first newscast of the day on the Sunday it was right after that 15 inning game. I yeah. slipped up. I said Oscar Gonzalez hit the game winning home run in the bottom of the fifth inning to win an extra innings. Yeah. I got two fucking phone calls within two minutes. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Go on. You realize what you said, right? You realize what you said. You have to be more careful. Mm. Like, it's a fucking baseball game story. So, like, that side of the ego where I'm going, that's what you're going to fucking call me about? Of all the fucking things going on in the world. We got computers that aren't working. We have equipment that's not working. But you're upset because I said fifth inning at 8 o'clock in the fucking morning when hardly anybody's probably listening? Really? Yeah. That's what we're... Really, that's what we're... So, I don't know if that's ego or if that's me going, like, there's a lot of other fucking things to worry about. Mm Mm-hmm. So mm, what what I the fuck are I, you getting on me I mean, me I think that's like a bit of both. I think that's like you see the quality in your work and something so minor that you know is such like a minor, minor inconvenience to anybody except for this, of course, one right. this one guy who happens to be the one is always listening and uh-huh. always the one who's on your ass. You do it all so to the T that it's like, Okay, it's a lowercase T or like you X the line on the capital T is in straight right. or something like that. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, so you're telling me this is how a T looks now? But, it's a curvy top T. What that, is that bullshit? But, you but know? Like, what's insane is that's literally how it is. Yeah, yeah. So and, and then crazy. the entire and so time then it makes all your T's. Right. Perfect. So I don't I don't know if this makes me an ego asshole, mm. an egotistical asshole, because I hit listen to them fuck up every single day. Yeah. When they're on there stumbling all over themselves and, you're and I'm getting a phone call because I said fifth inning instead of 15th mm-hmm. and my first. And let me just say this first newscasts, first shows or first like 10 minutes of a show. I don't judge anybody on that. 
Yeah. I don't. You're getting warmed up. You're getting into the mode of it. You're getting going. Now, if it's the fifth or sixth newscast in, you're right. Or we're two hours into a show and it still sucks. Okay, then then we could go from there. But it's just like, so I I don't I don't really know if if that's ego because and and something and especially with me I I am my own biggest critic. I will sit you there and I, I right yeah. and I will break down every single. Li- I I couldn't tell you how many times. So the first show I hosted at was three hours solo by myself, ran my own board, did it all. The way I critiqued that first 45 minutes because I kept messing up, I probably listened to that 30 times in that week mm-hmm. where I'm going, all right, can't do this again. Okay, mm-hmm. you can't do that. What about the can't do that? Okay, can't do. And like for you to fucking call me and tell me what I did wrong, motherfucker, do you think I don't know what I did wrong? Right. Like, you mm-hmm. know me. Mm-hmm. You know that I fucking know that I did that. Yeah. So why are you going to sit here and point it out yeah. to me? You're yeah. going to tell me how to do better or you're going to yeah. sit here and point fingers? Like at that point, you're just being a dick. Right. Like, if you're yeah. going to sit there and point fingers, fuck you're you. You're being a dick to be a dick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so I, but I don't know if that's ego, but going back to ego, yeah. like I said, so I, I believe everything I do is shit. I am shit. And until otherwise, I am shit. I feel like that is I share a, that mindset. a thing of like, it drives your ego. You know, it's not, that it's not like a good thing or a bad thing thing it just is a, a motive of getting to where your ego needs to get f- for you to perform at what you need to be performing at or what yeah. the standard of your performance needs to be is like there's that it's either an outside drive or an internal drive from you that oh i need to be better i'm shit until i'm the right best. or right. it's that one motherfucker that's of course listening mm. and he's gonna be on there are those two points of drive that right. like it pushes you towards that end goal of you're going to be this fucking great to the T, you know. Spite and self-hatred are hell of motivators. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> you're telling me. I Did I ever tell you how I got into rock climbing? Huh? Um, my ex-girlfriend dumped me for a rock climber, so I bested him at his sport. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, I am the rock climber. I climb the rock. Look at me. Now. I am the rock climber. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, I, I, I am the same way and I don't know. It's weird. Cause like broadcasting's fucking weird, man. And broadcasters are fucking weird. Man. Yeah. Cause like once you like have done it or have been around it and like, it's just, I don't know. You kind of look at things weirdly and you don't know if other people look at them like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so like, again, the whole show thing, like I, I, nothing I do is ever good enough. Right. And I will sit in the studio for seven hours until it sounds half decent. And I still won't be satisfied when I put it out. Um, On the flip side of that, as as someone who has trained people or produced people, I can sit there and go, hey, you know, that was pretty good. Let's do one more take. And Shane, you can attest to this, Mm -hmm. where it's you could be the same way that I am when you're recording something. Oh, that wasn't good enough. Let me do that again. Let me do that again. I could do this better. But I'm sitting there listening to it, producing, going, that was pretty good. We could use that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that one. Yeah. And it's that dichotomy of having both sides, but not being um, able to use them together. Um, I, um, I had, um. I, Triv had me record a song for him. And it was like my first or second, it was my, yeah, it was like my second or third one. Because the first one he liked, I think it was my second one. So I'm going, fuck, I got to make sure he likes this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I worked on that thing for six hours. It's a 45 second song there was no reason yeah. and literally i play it for him and i go how's this oh it's good i like that no that that's pretty good i ask seth hey how's this oh no it's pretty good i like it and i'm going not shit just yeah. fu- just fucking yeah. delete it 
Yeah. Just fucking delete it. It's shit. Yeah. It's not good. They play it anyways. People like it. And I'm going, all right, I'll give me. But I get it because yeah. that that's how I am. Yeah. Like, Triv's been in the, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's Triv. Mm-hmm. Fucking top, top, as high as you could go right. in the city of Cleveland broadcasting. Found out, by the way, he did turn down XM. Nice. When they first started yeah. out. He's like, I'm good not for him. Shit. Fuck that. Fuck yeah. So that's a man. Yeah. Turned it down. Would have made crazy money anyways. But like I. That's he, doing something your way. Right. <laughs> yeah, he did. But even when I have or in, probably for all of us, even when we have people that we know, they know what they're talking about and they're going, no, this is really good. You're still going. Nah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Shit. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Because you're always at the end of the day, you are always going to be your own worst critic. Uh-huh. You know, you are going to be the one that has to find the the minute detail that is, you know, because you were there in that creative process. And right. like you were there through the whole thing. So you got to like you were the one that breathed life into this. You saw it every step of the way through. You're going to yeah. notice those small things and you're going it's going to be more glaring to you. So like that is something that's always kind of been like, yeah, no, duh, I am going to be my biggest and like. It's been easier for me to to let it go and to zoom out and be like, yeah, I might think this is shit or I might not uh, uh, have like the fullest confidence in what I'm putting out there. But I know that a at least I'm doing this a at least I'm trying. I'm putting, you know, Mm -hmm. what I have out there and b there are probably there are probably going to be people that see this or intake this content or whatever may have you. And it goes in one year like. They're going to be the people that like it. They're going to be the people that don't like it. They're going to be the people that it doesn't affect at all. And so I try to keep all of those perspectives in my mind when talking on the show, when, you know, creating any form of art or anything like that. I'm always like, it's going to be perceived in all perceptions. I have to just do this to my rawest ability, to my potential that I know I'm doing it to. And then there's a whole other aspect to it. I don't want to let you down. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like if I'm tired, mm-hmm. if I'm just not feeling it, and if that comes across, I let you guys know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that. And that that's that's a whole other level yeah. to it. Yeah. I I know and Evan, you can relate to this too, I'm sure. And it it's as much as I put into this, I know at this point, at the very least, I can go to that style character. And even if it's not knocking out of the fucking park, and even if, because again, you're never going to be fully satisfied with it, or at least you shouldn't, I think. Um, even if it's not knocking out of the park, I know, hey, this is what I need to do to get through this show and right. make it sound passable. Yeah. Um, to that, to 11, as far as like writing music goes, I can't tell yeah. you how many songs don't exist or existed for a week or oh, have yeah. just been lyrics in a page for 12 years because this doesn't make sense. This isn't good enough. Yeah. No one would yeah. want to listen to this. There is no point of making this. Yeah. Art, art is, I've always found art, like creating raw art, whether it's like I'm drawing a picture or I'm writing in my journal or I'm writing, trying to write like a piece of poetry, whatever it may be. This is going from absolutely nothing to that full created body of work is the most, like that is the hardest hill that I climb up because you're creating something from nothing and there's so it's so fluid there's so many Mm -hmm. routes you can take there's so many opportunities that can be taken like that can be you know Mm -hmm. seized upon in that moment that it's like it's almost overwhelming of like 
okay, well, I'm doing this thing, but how much can I do with it? Where can I go with it? How mm-hmm. much can I put into it? Can I put more into it? Can I do this with it? I could do that with it. Where is this going with it? I could make it go this way. I could, there's, it's in it, like, it's so, like, you just have to put one thing down, and if it sucks, make the next thing not suck yeah, as much, right. you know? And that's why there's been a resurgence, I would say, now of, like, a whole bunch of individual artists coming out. Yeah. Um, because people are getting so tired of just, like, the whole you know, replayed kind of same thing over and over again on mainstream radio stations. Yep. But um, uh, there's a, I don't know if y'all know who, there's an artist, his name is Benjamin Todd. He's a really good, like, individual country folk singer guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he just put out an album. He's really, I've been listening to him for years, but he just put out an album, which is kind of what you're talking about, is songs I swore I never sing. So, and yeah. that's like, a, I think it's got like Very 15 cool. songs in it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just him and the guitar and, some of them have other instruments in it too to you know back them up but it's all very real because it's kind of that same mindset where you could tell he was thinking these are not gonna sound yeah. good yeah so. can i can i can i talk about um yeah i'm gonna i don't know if I'm, i might cut this it's, it's still not out because i still hate it yeah, 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 yeah. but you said it you said the exact thing i was going to circle to it's like lost media it's like why yeah. it's why we find lost media so interesting it's that there's there's that human potential there. There's that that human head potential to do something. It was in the creative process of almost getting there. It, it kind of got there. And then for whatever reason, it got washed away or it got burned or it got deleted or scrapped. Or, and it's like that. I think in general, humans are just interested in that yeah. human potential. They like seeing, that mystery. They like seeing that something is going on here that is not what I'm doing or is not the norm yes. or is yep. not. There's, there's something going on. There is a there is footage or there is audio recording of Chris Farley as Shrek in a whole yeah. entire Shrek movie that we have not seen. There is that and album it could be complete you, shit, but yeah, we want to see it. Yeah, right. yeah, because because we know that Chris Farley really wanted to do that. We know that there was a lot of human potential in mm-hmm. that movie already, and, and it's we like, really like Chris Farley. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> there's a lot there's it's a lot of. <laughs> Dying. We like the human. We like, we like the error. We like the yeah. human. We like the error that the human makes. We like the yeah, like My, it's raw. It's real. It's that word. It's that word that you said where you can't describe the feeling. Yeah, my but. my favorite musicians that are like my always in my like my top list are the ones that have that during interviews they describe. You know, hey, where'd that song come from? It's like, what, what were you thinking with that song? Uh, those musicians are kind of like they shroud themselves in that mystery yeah. and they're like, I don't know where that song came from, yeah. but I'm just yeah. letting it, yeah. letting it out, putting it on paper. And that's, yeah. that comes to more of the, I appreciate people that write that are way more poetic than just trying to make something sound nice. Just yeah. a nice rhyme so, and a hook. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. They write in, um, I forgot what the, the, the literature term is. It Freeform. Where they, they write in like stanzas, like ones, ones yeah. and twos as compared to just like. A and B. A and B. Yeah. yeah. So I can't do either. And those um, are some of really? the best, and those are some of the most iconic songs ever written. I just can't write. <laughs> Wait, for real? I can't count. No, I'm read. saying I can't make a catchy song or a song that's oh. poetic. <laughs> See, I need to learn how to play the guitar. If Me I, too. If I, if I did, I'd be a millionaire. Um, I, to the the point of like just being interested in people creating, mm-hmm. just for the sake of that is a thing. Yeah, I will say like regardless of how much effort i will put into my work or anything that i put out yeah i am always so much more happy to watch people around me grow and be good at what mm. they've decided to do the rising or tide. get better like 
I, I feel I told you, I think I was talking to you about this Friday, Evan, mm-hmm. was that you asked me when how Shane came on the show uh, on, the, on, yeah. the, on the Rebel Radio show. Um, and I, we, I was talking about I'm like, yeah, wait, it, when is that radio show? Oh, it's Mondays live on CBW Radio, oh, yeah, 5 to 7. Yeah, Eastern Time. Or you can listen to it in podcast form for the first hour. Wait, in all, podcast all, form? Yeah, podcast uh-huh. form, all platforms, Spotify, TuneIn, Google, Pandora, Amazon. It's Apple the Rebel Music. Podcast. Apple yeah. Music, too. Um, iHeart? I don't know, honestly. Apply for it. I think it is. Because yeah, it it's on Apple and I didn't apply for it. There's a couple of them that okay. I just actually didn't put it on. Um, but it's there. You guys let me know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, Evan was asking me about how you came on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining it to him. Like, it was kind of just this thing that kind of happened because we needed a fourth person. And it worked out very well. And I liked how it flowed. And you showed that you wanted to put the effort into actually coming and practice mm-hmm. things and go over what to do and what not to do and took an interest in it. And yeah. nothing. And I, I thought about this the other day, too, because I was listening to the last episode of this that came out. And, and and no, I'm sorry. I was listening to the last conspiracy we did, and I texted you after yeah. that you were just on it, like you were flowing throughout all of it, and you really just fucking took the reins on it. And it, it just makes me so fucking happy that I can listen to that and just hear you go. Mm. And it, it's like mm-hmm. that you actually went to school for this or have yeah. been doing it for years. Yeah. That you can just take a topic and segue, and hey, you know, we got to hit this break here. We got to yeah. hit this point here. And we're going to go in and out and just have that chemistry. Whereas to like, you can look at your first culturally relevant show and it's just, Hey, I have to have all this written out and we yeah. have to redo this and I have yeah. to have music and yeah. just that growth. It, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just something yeah. about it just makes me yeah. happy. I can attest to that in the same vein, but like flip it where like, I remember doing this in your, I remember pretty much like a, a, a much watered down version of this in Parma but it was the podcast and then we got on radio and then we did the live show and it, it's just been growing and now there's a table in this room and <laughs> that was the real game yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's the executive there's, table there's like tvs so in here needed. now and there's <laughs> a table but i remember when it was like we were just playing video games in this room and like watching you know yeah. like dark side of the ring in this room it, it's like i see that and i and maybe that's why it works so well and why we it but like I see that same thing in you and I see, you know, like it, it's mutual in that aspect of like, there's that growth. And I think that's probably why we both are like, you're enjoying doing this still. It's cause it's like, yeah, we're getting pretty damn good at this shit. You know, like we, we know what we're doing. We're, we're getting a good rhythm. And like, I don't know, just the shit like that, that like, isn't necessarily really anything huge, but just like seeing the progress or like seeing something come up or just the interest even yeah. for something to come up yep. where it's like, Evan hitting me up out of the blue and saying, hey, what, what would you think if I want to do another show about this that's completely yeah. different from the pigeonhole? Like, yeah. I think that's fucking awesome and that you mm-hmm. have the idea that you wanted to do this. I love it. Absolutely. Like, I want to hear more about this. Yeah. Like, let's fucking go. Or, or just even fucking just hearing you that you got rehired with iHeart. I was so fucking happy. Right. Because like, and you know how I was on air when I heard about these cuts and there are a handful of people that I was just actually fucking mad. Yeah. Because I'm like, these and a good two or three of them, I'm sitting there and I told you something. This is the heart and soul of this station. Like, this is wrong. You can tell this is a corporate thing. Like, yep. this is fucked yeah. up because these are people who actually do their job right. and boost your sales and boost your ratings. Right. And they are doing this for you and they're doing a fantastic fucking job at it. And you are going to see when they leave and this isn't here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, just mm. that feeling, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What a nice segue from this group therapy session. 
Yeah. Nice yeah. fucking segue. That's how broadcasting works, right? Yeah. You don't fucking talk to people, and then you put microphones on, and it ends up being a group therapy session. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, like, there you go. That was part of the reason why I, I wanted to do a show like this so bad, where it's, and I know we've talked about it a couple times on this show of why we did this show, but it's like, I know that you had this in you. I know that you had these conversations. I, I would see you guys off of the air, and I'd be like, I get it. There, there's more. You said the name of the show. Yeah, yeah. End I, it. <laughs> but like, there's. I knew that like, there's more here to this person. There's more here to this person, mm-hmm. and it's like, if you catch them at fucking, you know, one thirty at night on a on a Monday night, you might be able to get some of that, even if it's for an hour or two, talking about whatever, uh, t- talking about ghosts to to lost media to you you get a get you get a glimpse of that. You see a little bit of it, and I that's why. I wanted to do this show. It's because you see the the man behind the mic. Right. But right. what about George Costanza? Mm. I just think if we were to recast George Costanza <laughs> in any other show, it would probably be Full House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'd fit right in. I think that's Danny Tanner. I th- Jason Alexander. No, I think he's his own character. I want George to be like the creepy. <laughs> I, no, like, I need Uncle George. That stops by. Yeah, I need Uncle George. Uncle George. Now, this is off. Yeah, I need so. I need Uncle George. That's like. You know, going through Stephanie's room when no one's home and like get a good look, Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> but then in reality, it's like he just dropped his glasses yeah. and he couldn't find where they were. And he's like, No, I promise. I was looking, he was, Jerry, I was looking for my glasses, he was, Jerry. He was putting I promise. Away. He was putting they were in the, away. I don't know why they were in the panty drawer, Jerry. I, I swear. Glasses fell off, Pentry. opened up the wrong drawer, and he's digging. And Danny walks in, What are you doing? This is this is the point of the show where you guys are gonna listen back at the end of the month and realize that I cut immediately after ghost stories to yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all of like the sentimental <laughs> stuff. All right, is good gone. night. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's off air.